everybody. Welcome to Directly to You. This is the 57th one. I have returned from the land of Pax, the East one, the one in Boston. <laughs> um, I am joined. Oh, who am I? You may ask. I'm AJ. Um, and I'm joined by Parker. What's up? How are you doing, Parker? Doing great. Uh, it doesn't matter right now because we had to get through housekeeping stuff. And you know what housekeeping stuff is, Parker? It's the stuff that keeps the mics on. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Uh, and you can help us keep the mic on by becoming a member on youtube.com slash fanatic four for four dollars and ninety nine whole cents. Uh, what do you get for that? You may be asking me and yourself and also Parker. Uh, well, you get exclusive emotes. You get loyalty badges so you can like every time you comment, we see all oh, you've been a member for however many months and or years. Um, you get gaming time with us i was just playing smash brothers with falcon again apparently that's a weekly thing <laughs> uh every what thursday thursday every thursday or wednesday usually it's wednesday that mm-hmm. i play um uh smash brothers with falcon and you also get other stuff like gaming keys when i have those i have one um but parker took it True. Not because he asked for it, but just because I saw him <laughs> tweet somebody about it, and I was like, hey, I have that game, and I'm not going to touch it, so uh-huh. I took it I started playing it. I'll tell you about it when we talk about what we're playing about. Uh, we can do that right now, because I'm done. Oh, wait, there's the Anchor Listener Support Program, but, I mean, like, let's just be real. You'd, you'd be better off just doing it through YouTube. <laughs> anyway, what's up, Parker? How you doing? Hey, doing great. Um, yeah, we'll have a video on YouTube this week, I guess. <laughs> for this because last week so what happened last week it your audio or your uh, was, files disappeared or something thing. weird yeah so my computer updated and like everything on my desktop was is just gone mm. um so like i have this whole fanatics 4 folder that has like all of the assets and all the thumbnails and all the thumbnail templates and everything all mm-hmm. the stuff um and that folder is just gone it, and i had a um i have a backup of it but i was in I was in Boston mm-hmm. and I didn't have that hard drive on me. So I was, I just couldn't do anything about it. <laughs> um, so that's why that happened. And I'm probably, I don't even, I'm probably just going to rebuild that folder so I can like reorganize it and make it better anyway. Yeah. That makes um, sense. Like now, like I reorganized, because before it was like literally every thumbnail and just one folder. And the only way that they were like categorized was what I, was I would put like a, like a, uh, I don't know, like a two-letter thing of like, this is an action point. So the title of the thumbnail starts with AP, and then for eShop Windows, EW, and so on and so forth. Now I just have everything separated into three different folders where it's one that's, well, it's going to be four after today, mm-hmm. uh, where it's one for my videos, one for your videos, and one for Logan's videos. Um, so yeah, uh, my computer exploding helped with one thing and that's organization. <laughs> well, good. I'm glad it'll be back in any case. Sorry that happened last week. That was kind of crazy. <laughs> yeah, it sucked, but like, what yeah. are you going to do, man? <laughs> mm-hmm. True that. Um, but yeah, I've been doing pretty good. Yeah. So the, the game that you get, well, I got a couple of games to mention things about one of which was at lunchtime today. I got to finally try out Splatoon 2. Oh damn! First time in forever, um, and yeah, it was good. It was uh, um, so I just played some of the single player stuff, uh, right. and it, I am not great at it. Just as far as like it, it's one of those where like I know it's not clunky because everybody else plays it and has a great time and does really well. So it's just that I'm not accustomed to it yet at all. Yeah, but you it, just got to get used to the mechanics. That's with the single player 
campaign is for really mm-hmm. is just so you get used to like the the triangle of gameplay of like yep. shooting ink swimming ink refill ink to shoot ink to swimming ink to, you know <laughs> i mean and that's what ideally single players of multiplayer games should be like that's kind of one of the things for smash uh, smash ultimate is that the single player isn't it doesn't really do a great job of training you for stuff because it gives you all these buffs and like giving you opportunities to do things you won't be able to do regularly. So like, you know, you can just cheese. I mean, it does a good job trying and like you do get better at the mechanics and stuff. But as far as like competitive stuff goes, it's, you know, it's not going to train you for any of that stuff. I mean, it's definitely not going to do that. Yep. But no, yeah, Splatoon, it was, it was fun. I still, I will stand by if an, if they ever put out, um, I mean, I'll just keep playing it here and there and trying it out. And if I get better at it, and then cool. And we'll see about that. If they ever put out the like Splatoon 2 plus the DLC for $60, then I'll definitely get it because then I'll just play all the single player stuff. And who cares if I even touch the campaign bit or the multiplayer bits? Because like, I don't know if I will. <laughs> just because I don't <laughs> touch multiplayer in Smash really or online stuff. And How dare you? How yeah, dare you? It's just, I just don't really care too much. <laughs> How dare you? So I did that and uh, that was fun. But then, yeah, I started playing Overwhelm, which was the code that you sent over. Um, and so if, if whoever's listening, you haven't seen stuff about it, you can look it up. It's, uh, it's pretty straightforward, but also it's got some unique twists that are, that are pretty fun. Um, it's like a really uh it's it's like a red monochrome game so kind of like how the game boy is just like different shades of green and black and white uh this is different shades of red and black and white and it's like super just like 8 bit e but kind of a dark aesthetic so it's almost like a horror kind of aesthetic but um you're on i don't know like it's the hive and you're a guy who's trying to stop the hive it's like an alien invasion sort of a thing or something like that and you hop down there and there's five different crystals that you're supposed to get in this world um but the basic premise is each one of those has a boss associated with it and so you go and fight that boss and then once you've beat them then all of the enemies in the world get uh some kind of power up depending on which boss you beat first so then you have to keep that crystal and go to another boss and then keep that crystal and go to another boss and that kind of stuff so essentially you just have to beat all to to beat the game you have to beat all five of the bosses in there as the world gets progressively more and more difficult so it's it's not like a huge sprawling world or whatever um but it's really hard (laughs) so i i managed to beat the first boss a couple of times but then getting from there to the second boss is a lot harder than getting to that first one and um, but again, you can kind of pick what order it's in. So if you're up for like challenging stuff like that and you can shoot things, it's kind of twin stick shooter ish. Um, but you can also like punch stuff and whatever. So definitely look, look it up if you're into something that's kind of retro and difficult because that's what so it is. So do you is. think that that's going to end up being like one of the, like, at least for this year, this year's like standout indie games or is it like- I don't know. I don't really think so necessarily. It's it's not a big, because it really, unless it turns out there's more in the end, it looks like it really is just this one kind of small-ish world um, and okay. it's just a challenging thing. So it's fairly bite-sized other than that it's just hard. So you're just going to have to you know, try it a lot of times until you finally get it. But then once you get it, it's probably, um, I mean, it's kind of like Comico in that sense where it was a cool game, but it's pretty short. So it just doesn't feel like this, you know, amazing experience like Celeste was where it feels like, you know, this whole 
big world that you're kind of going through as you play the game. So, yeah, yeah. I, I don't necessarily know if I'd say that, but I think it's it's kind of niche or niche or whatever. Um, but whoever enjoys it, I think will enjoy it a lot. Yeah, the reason I ask is because that team that like publishes Pop Agenda, mm-hmm. they they've been on a roll with mm. what they choose to publish because like what the first team that they published was the Messenger. Oh wow! And now yeah. they're publishing Cuphead, so it's like mm. it, it seems like they they only go for the big ones. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's definitely going to be um, a good one, but yeah, I don't know if it'll be a big one necessarily. It could be though. I don't know. I mean, I've only played it for probably all of twenty minutes or so so far, so. Who's to say? Gotcha. Yeah, I'm, st- I'm still waiting on Cuphead. Granted, I'll play that game. It's a good game. If you play, go get Cuphead <laughs> when it comes out. <laughs> I showed um, it to Ashley, uh, or showed her the trailer, and she's like, that looks awesome. You should, We should get that, and I could play it too. And oof. I was like, you can definitely try. I mean, she doesn't play games barely at all. Yeah, um, and I was like, awesome. we can definitely try. Um, it's really tough. And she's like, okay, well then, you can play it, and I'll watch. And I was like, okay, <laughs> I'll probably die a ton too. <laughs> So. Probably. Uh, me and Bob played it, not this year at PAX, strangely enough. Interesting. But last year at PAX, mm-hmm. we played it. <laughs> it was at a party. The party wasn't good. So we were like, let's just play Cuphead. Yeah. You know what I mean? Speaking um, of PAX, how was PAX? PAX was good. I had fun. Uh, did a lot of stuff. Saw people, signed things, which was interesting. Nice. <laughs> Didn't expect that. Um, <laughs> but it's a thing I did. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't play that much because like I wanted to go to the Nintendo booth and like cover all the stuff that they had there but turns out a whole bunch of people came out of nowhere and the only like window that they had for appointments was on Sunday and I had a flight on Sunday and I didn't want to put like schedule stuff on that day Um, so I didn't I didn't get to play anything but most of the stuff that like like their big thing there was Yoshi and I have Yoshi they sent me that already (laughs) so I was like eh Um, and also Cuphead which I emailed Pop Agenda about that, which is what made me think of that right. when I, I brought that up. Mm-hmm. Um, and apparently they're like swamped or something because the guy was very confused because I emailed about Cuphead. And I was like, hey, uh, you guys sending out any more codes for that game? Um, and then he sent me code for Overwhelm. And I was like, <laughs> all right. <laughs> I was like, That's like, really okay. funny. Um, so, yeah, I mean, they're going to send it to me, but he said that they're sending them out closer to the when it comes out, which right. I think it's like next week or the week after that or something. Uh, like it's that. the 18th, so whatever that is, I don't know. Yeah. Something. That. <laughs> yeah. So, so, yeah, I'll play that mm-hmm. and report back and see if it's the same as it is on Xbox, <laughs> which apparently it is um, mm-hmm. from when they sent out the first burst. Because they sent it out like the day of the, right. the showcase. Yeah, I saw definitely some people playing it online at that point. Right. Um, but outside of that, you know, just did a whole bunch of like the the stuff with like Bob and Will because they did like they did like a panel. I was on that, mm-hmm. uh, or I was with them there. Uh, they did a meet and greet. Um, they did uh, Bob did this tournament that he got destroyed in for NES games. <laughs> Didn't do very good. Nice. Uh, the only thing that he did all right in was Doctor Mario, which props because he never played it before. <laughs> And the only time, or like any like real amount of time at yeah. least. What all the, NES the, games were they playing that he got destroyed? It was in? it was hockey, Doctor Mario, and Balloon Fight. I missed Balloon Fight, but apparently he got destroyed. Gosh. In that. So it was like and actually competitive games. I mean, even, like multiplayer games. 
Eh, yeah, it was, yeah, it, it wasn't like speed run sort of situation. Right. But literally, there was probably two people in the tournament that ever even touched those games before. <laughs> um, there, there, it, there was not not real thought put into that tournament. It was just like, hey, you're at PAX and you have a following, so why don't you play this game? Mm-hmm. It wasn't like, oh yeah, you're known for this, so you play this, you know? Yep. Like if it would have been a Super Mario, you know, Super Mario Brothers speed run sort of situation, maybe Bob would have done well. Yeah. But they, it was just random NES games. Um, so yeah, that happened. Uh, I saw him play. Uh, oh wait, I played one thing. I played the Shovel Knight uh, Smash Brothers mode. How was that, that? Whole thing? I don't like it. Cool. <laughs> it's like I don't know. It just seems like like the mechanics don't really seem like conducive to Smash Brothers sort of thing. And then like how it's set up isn't really about that, you know. Mm-hmm. Where it's like it's not like oh I just took this many stocks from you or whatever. Like you're fighting to get these gems, and the first person to get five gems wins. Hmm. Um, apparently Shovel Knight is OP because Will picked Shovel Knight, and he never played Shovel Knight before and won every single game that we played. <laughs> nice. So if you're if you're going to get that update, uh, pick Shovel Knight. Yeah, apparently. Mm-hmm. Uh, but outside of that, you know, just hung out, mm-hmm. ate food. We went to a Bethesda thing for uh, Rage Two. Didn't play it because it was not relevant to my interests. Yeah, right. <laughs> when is is that coming out this year? I think so. Huh. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, I mean, that makes sense. They announced it last E3, I think, or Walmart Canada announced it and they yeah. made it. <laughs> that whole thing. Nice. Um, have you been playing any Yoshi? I just remembered that came out yes. last week. Yeah. Hashtag free game product <laughs> provided by Nintendo. I like that game a lot. Yeah. Um, and it, it, it's, I like, that was like the ideal trajectory for that game mm-hmm. because I was like down on it when they first announced it, kind of like I was down on Kirby, but I was proved wrong this time. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, so it's like, there's, it's just, I tweeted about it, what, yesterday, the day before yesterday? Uh-huh. Um, where there's just so much in this game that's like it's not hard it's not super meat boy or whatever it's not dark souls right but it's interesting it's not just hey you're you're yoshi so do the yoshi thing all the time and every level is the same shoot eggs at stuff and that's it um so yeah and there's something about the way it does i mean it does collectibles kind of the more traditional collectathon type way but something about it compared to how kirby star allies did it too like for some reason with the kirby with the puzzle pieces it didn't make it feel like you got three out of the seven puzzle pieces for this stage or whatever which is more the traditional thing but instead it was just like oh well here you got some puzzle pieces we'll add them to a big old puzzle and the puzzles were kind of felt irrelevant like it wasn't like you were working towards something it was like ah just grab those if you want to whereas with the flowers are more important you know like they have it feels like oh well i should get as many flowers as i can now so i don't run out later you know whatever so it feels like you're being productive even even without the flower aspect of it like just progressing through the level requires you to do more with the mechanics than just jump to the next thing right and slash some things and yeah absolutely right Right. So like like that level that I tweeted about with the magnet, mm-hmm. like that was just a part of the level. It wasn't for a, any type of bonus. Mm-hmm. It was just getting through the level. You need to engage with that mechanic to progress. Yep. 
um and i just recently beat like there's this airplane level that it's like how you control the plane is like a seesaw sort of situation mm. so like when you're in the middle it does, like that's it stays level yeah you go towards the back it moves up you go forward it goes down yep um and that's how you progress through that level and then there's like another thing where or there's a couple levels with poochie and like poochie is like invulnerable <laughs> so you can like swim through lava and stuff like that so you have uh-huh. to like guide him to help you through the level and like just stuff like that there's a lot of things within the yoshi levels that are just hey here's a new thing mm-hmm. do this yeah it's it's really fun Ash- ashley and i've been playing it and just having a really good old time um and i I like the pace that we're playing it at too where i think we'll probably like i don't know we've played probably we haven't gotten up to the airplane level we just did the mauser level and maybe one after that or so so probably played like 10 levels so far um Mm -hmm. so it's just like two or three a night for the couple nights that we've played it but i don't know it's just it's fun there's and the world is interesting and like there's just a lot of little extra secret things where you like you know, the whole thing of like i wonder if i do this if that'll maybe do such and such and it does you know like in in mario odyssey like if i throw my hat at this thing will i get some coins from it and then you just do um because they want to reward you for doing stuff and again yoshi same kind of thing like that thing in the background looks like i could maybe throw an egg at it and you throw an egg at it and you get coins and it's like there's barely any use for these coins. i mean there actually is use for coins which is nice um but it's just fun to feel like yeah they noticed you know they paid attention and purposefully made that thing be there right and it's just fun (laughs) it's a good game if you didn't get it you should get it yep agreed uh, but yeah, that's probably, that's about all I've been, well, I guess I've been playing some more Ease 8 now that I finished, uh, finished the game from last week, Windscape. Um, uh, but yeah, been hopping back into Ease 8 and having a great old time with that as well. Oh yeah, that's another thing. I've been playing, guess what, Smash Brothers. <laughs> you don't say. Um, so th- this whole trip, we were like fighting to play Smash Brothers. We tried to play it the first day. Mm-hmm didn't happen because packs like all the connections going on the local wireless wasn't having it was not down yeah uh the second i think matter of fact it was the same day we tried to play it again because at nintendo's booth they had like this giant screen and they like just people were coming up and playing smash brothers but they were like calling people in the crowd and they wouldn't call me because they were terrified (laughs) (laughs) um so i didn't get to play it there Uh but we finally got to play it during the stream and it's so wild playing that game locally because it it really is a major difference Uh it's a huge difference and i was like when we were playing i was telling bob i was like yo this is like this is like taking the the training wheels off and bob's like yeah right that doesn't do anything blah blah (laughs) he lost every match after he said that (laughs) so it was like it was it was wild so that's great i did watch a good bit of that stream and it was uh it was fun (laughs) yeah Bob got effing wrecked, dude. <laughs> I had to start picking other characters. I had Will picking my characters. Nice. I did see one. I There was one time that he beat you right, I don't know, pretty close to the beginning or whatever. Yeah. And I was like, would you get nervous? And But I, I knew you weren't really. <laughs> yeah, no. That was like in the beginning when we were just like, picking whoever uh-huh. for the most part like i was i picked pokemon trainer and inkling and then for my third character it was like i don't play this person but they're cool you know mm-hmm. but then once i picked 
Pokemon trainer and then Inkling and then King K. Rule, who I yeah. play as, I destroyed him. <laughs> and then after that, it was just a thing of like, okay, I'm getting the hang of this new timing where the game, I'm not playing in molasses anymore. Right, you're not playing towards um, lag. Yeah, so it's like a whole new thing. It's a whole new world. I was singing, you were there. <laughs> um, <laughs> what a green time. What a great time. If, if you didn't see that, there's a VOD. You can go on their channel and check it out. True. Very true. But yeah, PAX was fun. 10 out of 10 would go again. And probably will. <laughs> Most likely. Uh-huh. Cool. Next is too many games, though. We'll probably... If, if we're going to try to get them to do a, a doubles tournament. <laughs> are you gonna? Are you going to too many games? Yes. Nice. When's that? Uh, I don't know. July? June or July. Nice. One of those. Dope. So there will be a bunch of games there that probably... Well, no, is that is that a thing? It's not, okay, it's that's like more a like retro. A, like you, yeah. you go there to buy games and play mm-hmm. games, but not like new games. Yeah, not like they the PAX or E3 it. type situation where you get right, to demo right, stuff. Right, right. Gotcha. Right. Dope. Well, that's about it for me. Anything else you've been playing or want to talk about on that front? Nah, I played Captain Toad on the train on the plane train. <laughs> Captain Toad's cute. Yeah, I still didn't get to the extra levels yet, though. <laughs> I think that the plane ride, the plane ride was not that long. It was like fifty minutes. Oh wow, yeah. So, so I was like, I didn't. I got through the the main game, and then I was like, well, it's over now. I can't. <laughs> I can't play a DLC because uh, the I have to get off the plane. Yep. That's one. Whenever whenever we finish up Yoshi, I think Ashley and I'll play through Captain Toad. And see what she thinks of that, because I think she'll have a, a grand old time. Yeah, she'll probably like that. I I need to check out the co-op stuff mm-hmm. too. Yep. Well, nice. Uh, well, do you want to get in the news bits? Sure. Nice. This week, <laughs> like most of what we're talking about, is rumor type things or leaks or whatever. So that's always fun. Lots of speculation and whatnot. Um, so yeah. That's here we go. Some of this stuff. Also, just to note, we're recording this on Thursday instead of Friday. So if anything happened on Friday before we put this up on Saturday, then we didn't know about it. Mike Tyson confirmed for Smash Brothers. (laughs) I did see that. That was really funny. Um, Because what was it? He was just I mean, like he probably saw, I guess, that um, that the NES uh, punch out was coming and got confused yeah, that's what i think some people are saying that like he knows about it coming there nah. like that's not what he's mad about no he's not he paying that much attention information <laughs> like, right. yeah no if he did i mean he'd have ndas and all that stuff and also he's not like you know no i i mean he, if that happens cool like but was, no there's but... i very much doubt that he knows about a new punch out game yeah, but, something just tells me that somebody was like, hey, they put your game on there and you're not in it. <laughs> yeah, you know, <laughs> exactly. So, well, cool. Um, yeah. So the first one, though, is is a leak of sorts. And it's the Best Buy Direct from uh, what, two days ago now or so where or maybe it was yesterday at this point. I don't know. It was. Uh, yeah. So they listed Persona 5, Metroid Prime Trilogy and A Link to the Past for switch on their internal systems and some employees took note of it and pointed it out and that's really weird for some well i mean the persona 5 of the metroid prime trilogy bits kind of makes sense and the link to the past is super bizarre what are your initial thoughts on it 
I want that. I want them to do the like the whole um, Link's Awakening sort of situation with Link's uh, Link to the Past, because mm-hmm. that's like the best one. <laughs> it's uh, that was like it was between that and Wind Waker before Breath of the Wild of like what was my favorite mm-hmm. Zelda game. Um, and if they remake it, I would be down. Indeed. I guess the well, even before I go more into Link to the Past too, uh any specific thoughts on Persona Five or Metroid Prime trilogy as well? I don't care about Persona Five. I'll probably play it because just to be informed, I guess. Uh-huh. Um I'll probably But you love turn based RPGs, AJ? Oh my god. I'll probably try it. I can't I won't promise that I'm definitely not gonna finish it. Yeah. That's definitely not gonna happen. Yeah. Mark my words on that one. <laughs> uh, but I'll check it out, I guess. Uh, as far as Metroid, I'm definitely playing that. I'll play all three of those games. Yeah. Because it's been a while since I played Metroid Prime. Mm-hmm. And I like I dip in and out of those games. I don't think I've ever finished one of those either. Mm-hmm. Um, so it'd be nice to finish all three of them yeah. on the Switch. Should be pretty easy to do it on the Switch, just because you can take it with you all sorts of places and whatnot, as the Switch is wants to do. But yeah, the Persona 5 thing, I saw, I don't know, somebody, maybe it was Stealth, tweet out, like, at this point, if Persona 5S isn't Switch, like, Atlas didn't really do anything wrong, but people are going to be super mad at that. <laughs> like, if it doesn't yeah. come, then that would be, and I was like, yeah, that's a that's a pretty good point. It just doesn't make any sense for them not to do it, unless they like sony financed that game right which i don't even think that that's the case like it just doesn't nothing's added up on that front mm-hmm. i mean and i think too there was an interview that went up um it was an interview from like january but it just aired or went up or whatever uh today or yesterday or so um with somebody from atlas and they asked specifically like hey and is persona 5 coming to switch and they pretty much just avoided the question which if it was like a super exclusivity deal kind of thing i don't think they would have let the rumors go that long anyway but especially yeah. in that interview would have been like uh no of course it's not coming to switch because it has an exclusivity agreement with playstation and sony so that said yeah it makes too much sense at this point for it not to especially i mean with all this stuff happening that you know we're getting um joker in smash and all that yeah so i like some people were saying like oh but what about persona q2 he's in that so that's why like yeah okay (laughs) all right all right (laughs) yeah i mean that's like if i yeah i don't know i mean cloud came to smash way before he came to uh you know before final fantasy 7 came or whatever but if the only reason he came was like he was also like they put him on a i don't know final fantasy pinball game or something like that like like, There was like the Final Fantasy. There was a Final Fantasy game that came out around that time on the 3DS that was akin to a Persona Q2 uh-huh. sort of situation. Where it was like an amalgamation of like all the Final Fantasy characters. Mm. Was it like a Chocobo it like a kind of thing, or, uh, or maybe it not? Was, no, it was it was kind of like a Monster Hunter ish. Oh, interesting. Uh, like Final Fantasy game on the 3DS. Uh-huh. It was eh. so that was kind of the excuse everybody was given at that point too yes nice. I mean, well that was basically what they were saying oh that's why you know <laughs> yeah but yeah i think i mean it i will find out for sure this month if if persona 5s isn't for switch then then i i guess probably it won't happen but i will be finding out on the 24th or the 25th or whatever um but yeah metroid prime trilogy that one i mean it's been talked about forever but 
it, it also would make sense that they had delayed that from you know if they were going to put it out earlier this year assuming they thought that metro prime 4 was probably going to come out this year if everything was on track and they didn't have to do everything they did then metro prime trilogy they have wanted to put out earlier in the year but at this point since they've got more breathing room for metro prime 4 probably they're just trying to put it as more of a tentpole release towards the end of the year i guess Mm. right something like that um yeah yeah I mean, I, I feel like that's something that you want to put out in advance, you know, because it's not like the game disappears right. once they put it out. <laughs> so, like, they could always be like, hey, here's this game, and you had plenty of time to finish it before Metro Prime 4 comes mm-hmm. out. Which and is probably, when, I mean, I think for the best anyway, yeah. Yeah. And then when Metro Prime 4 does come out, they can be like, oh, hey, remember we got that trilogy? <laughs> yep. And it's $10 off. Go get it. <laughs> It's still, yeah, I think the the timing between Bayonetta 1 and 2 and 3 is kind of surprising to me still. They did it so much in advance to where it's going to be kind of, it's just an afterthought that Bayonetta 1 and 2 are on Switch at this point. Besides them kind of, you know, using some of that hype, but eh, whatever, who cares, you know. But it's the same thing. They could always yeah. do that same thing. Absolutely. Like, hey, Bayonetta 3, here's it is. And if you haven't played our game yet, mm-hmm. they're both here. $10 off. Go get it. Yep. <laughs> For sure. So yeah, I think, yeah, again, those two totally make sense. But yeah, the Link to the Past thing is definitely the interesting one. I feel like there's a, a couple different things that it could, I mean, the one obvious thing that it could be is just some kind of mistake. I mean, um, right. Wario64 pointed out that probably it isn't a mistake in that like they meant to put in Link's Awakening, but they put Link to the Past because they already have Link's Awakening in there. But that's not to say it couldn't technically still be some other kind of mistake theoretically um i i think that like it would have been gone by now though yes right because they they took it off of one part of their like listings but kept it on the other (laughs) so like if it was a mistake i feel like they would have just completely nuked it Uh (laughs) uh-huh but they did not this is like they took it out of holding in front of you and just kind of put it in their back pocket like oh yeah no sorry that's gone (laughs) or whatever exactly Yes. You didn't see anything. (laughs) I think, I mean, yeah, again, like you said, so if, assuming it's not a mistake, then our other options are that it's either some kind of remake, some kind of just like they release it as randomly, like, like they would a physical indie game or something like that, where it's like, here's, you know, Link to the Past for some reason, the SNES game for $30 in physical form. Happy sunday or whatever like that would be so weird it would be very that, weird that to me would be the strangest thing because a lot of people are like why would they release that the same year as links away because they always do that <laughs> this would not be the first time that nintendo released two zelda games in a year like that like 50 zelda games is on wii u mm-hmm. and half of them came out on the same day <laughs> i think yeah it, it all kind of depends on timing too because i was imagining beforehand that links oh man hang on here's okay this is a bit, I hadn't thought of this specifically until just now, and maybe other people have, but Link's Awakening is like a smaller scope, um, you know, Zelda type game. It's, I mean, it's going to be awesome. I'm very excited about it, but as like a top-down 2D Zelda or whatever, it's just a smaller scope game just by nature of it. But right. so what if I was thinking that was going to come out at the end of the year as like a big holiday release, but what if that game actually comes out, you know, like we find out it's August or something like that. So late summer, something along those lines. And it's, you know, a fun game, but not like 
crazy huge and a link to the past is actually a full like link to the past remake in breath of the wild engine even i doubt that it. Would be, i think that they're probably i think they're probably both going to be along the same lines if they do it right um along the same lines of what link's awakening is mm-hmm. um and i do think that link's awakening at least i don't know if like links to the past is going to be uh their t- a 2019 game right could be 2020 yep. for all we know um but i think that that's going to be their holiday game yeah or one of them because we already there's a lot of holiday <laughs> games <laughs> i think yeah because that's the only thing like if if it's very if it is a remake and it's very similar to link's awakening i i couldn't necessarily see them putting out two of a very very similar game in such a short time span um even if they've done that kind of a thing before i don't know for some reason it just feels like they've already got a crowded you know holiday 2019 kind of time so putting both of those out if they were similar to each other wouldn't make a whole lot of sense but if they were somehow really different from each other then that would make more sense is what i was kind of thinking but yeah if it's a 2020 game then that clears that up right away pretty much too yeah i I mean either way i think it's possible because i don't like neither one of those games are giant right so and also they're both zelda games i don't know too many people that's like you're giving me too many zelda (laughs) games yeah yeah no very true um i guess yeah it's more that i think that they would want to bolster you know like have get system sales saying up in instead of like putting two of them in one spot get you know have one of them in holiday and then the other one in the next summer or something like that just to keep system sales going well or whatever that really just depends on how much bandwidth they have dedicated to zelda in general and how much they have overall Mm -hmm. in terms of like who's working on what because like just because these games are coming out now doesn't mean that they don't have anything in the chamber for 2020. Yeah, right. No, for sure. I mean, they're definitely working on something, It you know, it seems like. And there's that monolith thing that Game Explain, at least John from Game Explain, seems to think is probably they're making their own uh, Zelda game that monolith is, which would be very interesting. And I would be definitely down for that. Um, in addition to, you know, whatever other Zelda games are going, man, it's just, there's a lot of Zelda all of a sudden. (laughs) It's also possible. This is, I mean, the link to the past thing is something I don't know is, isn't like an actual, like a link to the past game, but is something, I don't know, something different, you know? Um, no, cause I think the way it was listed seems like it was, was a game for switch. Yeah. I think it was listed like a game for Switch because it was like in the same category as like the Metroid Prime trilogy and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. So that's... And I, it's not like a virtual console thing because they don't sell virtual console games mm-hmm. at Best Buy. That's, I mean, that's what I was thinking is maybe if for some, some reason they decide for that one to do something like that, we're like, but that still doesn't really make any sense. Um, and I mean, it definitely... SNES stuff does seem like that's probably coming pretty soon um, in general, just because for one thing, I mean, I don't know if that would be an E3 thing or a before E3 kind of thing or something like that. But one of the other news bits that I almost put in here, but didn't was that in, um, in Japan, Nintendo was like handing out pamphlets for Nintendo switch online. And at the bottom of one of them, it said something to the effect of like NES games. Or, I mean, you know, one of the promotional bits is NES games are being added monthly 
But then somewhere towards the bottom, it also mentions like, but that's going to stop at some point in time, which makes, I mean, makes sense at some point they would run out of games regardless. But um, also it feels like they're pretty much used up all of their like first party main games, especially now that Super Mario Bros. 2 has come out. And I don't know, they'll always find some new ones to come out of the woodwork. But um, but it feels like at that point, probably SNES is right around the corner pretty shortly. And Link to the Past kind of fits in with that. Yeah. Yeah. So it's interesting. Um, But yeah, the other Zelda stuff is um, that Stealth, again, uh, our good friends over on Twitter, mentions that he'd heard Wind Waker HD and Twilight Princess HD were coming, uh, which that's interesting and would be really cool because I would very much like to play those on Switch. Yeah, like I, I feel like one thing that they like lost in their transition from Wii U to to Switch is like Wii U had like this distinction of like every Zelda game is on this thing. Mm, yeah, right. But Switch doesn't have that. It just has Breath of the Wild. <laughs> Gross. You know. Yeah, that really you know is it, mean? isn't it? I mean, besides, yeah, Hyrule Warriors. Exactly right. What are you going to do with that? <laughs> Hashtag free product. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, great point. Yeah, I mean, that's at some point, it seems like all those should be coming over. Um, it'll still probably be a while before Ocarina of Time and Majora's Mask, his N64 stuff probably isn't going to be here until. I don't know. Do you think N64 Classics coming out? I think N64 Classics coming out this year, probably. If they even do that, like it, from what Reggie said, and maybe they just stopped telling him stuff. Maybe he was like, <laughs> I'm retiring this year. And they're like, all right, well, you don't get any more information. This is your cutoff point. Um, but he doesn't sound like they want to do that anymore. It seems like they're going all in on Switch in terms of mm. like where their classic games are going to be heading. Yeah. Um, Which would be so. great. I, well, uh, both both and. I mean, I would love to have an N64 classic, but I would also love to have N64 games sooner rather than later on Switch. So, you know, whichever of those, I'd be fine with both of those. I think what I don't want is no N64 classic, and also they take three years to put N64 games on Switch. Because that would be sad. I'd be fine if they didn't. <laughs> because you are a horrible Dude. person. <laughs> Uh, yeah, you're depriving everybody else of joy just for yourself, and it's okay. Hey, man, I'm I'm just trying to save you guys some money. <laughs> X64 is not that great. Mm. There's a couple. There's a couple standouts. You know what I which mean? Which are the, which ones for you are the standouts? Just out of curiosity, uh, the 2D ones, and maybe Mario 64. Um, I guess which, the original which Smash 2D Brothers. For, I'm trying to for think. the history, you know, like the um, like Super. I mean, not Super Paper Mario. Paper Mario. Okay, right. Like yeah. That game. Um, Kirby. There's a uh-huh. uh huh. Yeah, there's a Kirby game on. I guess there. Yoshi's Story. Eh. I mean, you can I go without that. I actually, one. haven't played you, Yoshi's Story, so yeah, I, you can you can you can skip <laughs> that one. <laughs> yeah. Um. There's not that many, man. man alive. <laughs> No, I, yeah. I guess Mario Kart, but like, it's definitely play, not my favorite Mario Kart. I will say that. I, like, I went back I, to, I yeah. would say if you're going to play Mario Kart on 64, just play battle mode. Cause that's like the, like, that's like the N64 thing that I would say is still like the best version of that. Mm-hmm. Like, Block Fort on N64, that's peak Mario Party battle. I mean, Mario Kart. Oh, Mario Party. Yeah. You play that. Those aren't 2D, but uh-huh. they're, they're good. What about Smash? <laughs> 
if you if you're a history buff <laughs> if you want to look back and say ah look at how far we've come uh-huh. and sure why not but like if you want to play games that are good maybe not <laughs> you know what i mean uh-huh. man no i yeah i mean the n64 is my first home console so i just have lots of fondness for it but yeah, I mean, I know you you and Bob both don't love uh, like Ocarina of Time and Majora's Mask and stuff like that, but those and Super Mario 64, like, man, I'd play Super Mario 64 all day long. It's funny, though, because I didn't realize how like kind of glitchy it was until I went back and played it, I don't know, like a couple of years ago, because um, I'd played it a bunch as a kid and then just hadn't played it for a long time. And yeah, played it again a couple years ago and even just on the original hardware and stuff there's just some bits where it's like well that's running at 10 frames a second that's really fun (laughs) which is just yeah i mean that's just an interesting thing for older games in general because like before like nobody looked at nes or snes Mm -hmm. or n64 and been like man the frame rate on this is terrible like it it was called slow down at that point and it was like a feature slow down (laughs) then exactly like people get mad that like slow down is removed from mega man games yep yeah, and like Gradius and stuff like that, like shooting type games, because just like, no, that's how we're used to playing it, which I mean, makes sense. You know, if you're used to playing it a certain way, it's, and the whole reason you're playing older games is for nostalgia, then you don't want to play it a way that it wasn't, you know, you weren't used to having it. Play. That said, don't play in CC4. It's not that great. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be curious to have somebody actually, you know, I don't know if my wife's ever played any n64 stuff so i'd be curious to have her try i don't know super mario 64 something yeah, like that just hand her that controller oh man just hand her the controller i do wonder how like, they I would i feel like wanna. they've got to if they do the n64 classic they've got to do it with the original controller but man alive like that is not and, play, and you're playing with smaller versions of them at that yeah probably it's that would be very i mean and especially because that controller is not a great idea guys <laughs> No, it's not a great idea. And what are you going to do? You're going to do four control. Dude, how much are we paying for this thing? Yeah, seriously, it's. Just I mean, don't the do nice it. thing is that there, since there wasn't a whole ton of like, there was some really good third party support, like rare stuff, and then yeah. rare wasn't third party. Well, oh, that's sorry, you're right. Which is now third party, I guess, is what I yeah. would mean right. to say. Um, right. Uh, and there was like some other third party stuff, but as far as like first party games, they have a fairly solid, I mean, if you like those games, which you excluded, uh, <laughs> they have a, a fairly solid, like I, at some point last year when all the rumors were coming up, I made a list of 21 just first party games that they could pull. And yeah, there was like a solid lineup of 21 games. So they could definitely do that, which would save them money on licensing fees and stuff so that they could spend a little more on the hardware and whatever. But I feel like they would have to do two controllers with it and then let you do just buy two more controllers separately. Like they just couldn't bundle all four controllers in there. And like, yeah, it would be great if they could change the controller. I mean, I love it for nostalgia purposes, but not for actual playing purposes by any means. Let's just not. <laughs> uh, but I hope it comes to Switch. And I hope all the other Zeldas come to Switch, like the ones we just talked about, Wind Waker, Twilight Princess, and all that stuff. Although they mentioned it would only be coming to the eShop, um, which is probably great. That works. I don't know. I guess. And then maybe Skyward Sword, have that come out, and then do a bundle of all three of them. It would be wonderful. Yep. Just put all of them on, on the Switch. Yep. 
I don't, and see, this is the thing. Like, I don't even like all the Zelda games. <laughs> Again, like, that's another thing of, like, the 2D ones. They're great, but a lot of the 3D ones aren't. Yeah, not, I really... So, I played Twilight Princess really late. Like, it was actually uh, probably 2016. Yeah, I, th- I started playing it at 2016, and I really liked it. And there you go. There's the end of that story. Uh, <laughs> it was, I just enjoyed it. But I know it's it's a more polarizing one for some people. Where it's It seems like one of the main ones that it did kind of the opposite of, like, Wind Waker. A lot of people were down on it and then realized, like, oh, this is a great game. Never mind. Whereas Twilight Princess, everybody was like, yeah, it's Zelda, but it looks like cool and grown up and stuff. But then later people decided, like, yeah, it's not that great. But yeah. I quite enjoyed it. So there's that. Ew. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I'd be down to have it come. But I've played it pretty recently, so I'd probably opt towards Wind Waker and some other stuff instead. But Wait, did you not play Wind Waker? I have not played Wind Waker. I actually You're dumb. So here's the thing. I've got, I've got the game. I never had it growing up. Um, and so oh my God. I've got a copy on the GameCube that's downstairs that I could play. Ugh. But at this point, like I'm just kind of waiting for it to come to. There's a bunch of stuff I'm just waiting to come to Switch. And I've got such a Ugh. big backlog anyway. I know I'm a horrible <laughs> person. But I'm very excited about playing it. Like, Arlo was doing a Let's Play of it, and I was like, oh, let me watch a little bit, and, like, watch two minutes of it, and was like, I'm not going to watch. I don't want to spoil anything for myself. Like, I'd I'd still like to have the fresh experience of it. Um, so there's a lot of catching up that I've got to do in a bunch of different realms, and if that lessens anyone's opinion of me, so be it. But I am excited to play things in the future when I have the opportunity. <laughs> I can't. I can't believe this. I'm not going to let myself be fired from for this. <laughs> <laughs> that is all. <laughs> yep. Um, Any more thoughts on, on uh, Zelda moving stuff? Moving on. on. Okay, cool. So this one, this is just a small article. I didn't really see it many places after the first thing came up about it. There was uh, Target in Australia, which... Um, I didn't even know they had Target. So, f- funny or something, I don't know. Uh, my mom actually grew up in Australia for from like ages 4 to 16 or something like that. She was over there. Oh, wow. And she then came to the States and found out like, so Target in Australia, maybe it's not the case anymore, but at least when she was growing up was like the Kmart equivalent or like... Kind of, oh, so it was tr- it was trash. It was trash. Yeah, nobody it was goes like, to Target. Nobody goes to the Target over there, and it's like I think they're um, at least back in the day, if I remember right, she said their um, logo was like inverted, like it was still red and white, but just like the biggest color was white instead of biggest color being red, and then going in. doesn't That's matter. Dumb. All that stuff. No wonder why yeah. nobody goes to Target. <laughs> <laughs> so, but and then here, obviously, Target is the you know slightly more bougie uh, Walmart. Yeah. and it's and it's nice and fun and fresh um but in any case australian target it put up uh red dead redemption 2 with xbox ps4 and a nintendo switch i don't trust them thingy. i yeah and then so not only do i not really trust that but then also uh gaming intel was a site that posted Who about was it that? it was i'll I'll get into that in just a second, but they they said like we've got an exclu- we've got exclusive information that says oh that it God. is coming to Switch and then blah blah blah. And they said like with E three coming up, it makes sense it'll be a big title, something something something. Yo, I have exclusive information that uh, Pokemon uh, Love and Hate is coming to Nintendo Switch tomorrow, and, uh, next week. 
exclusive information. So I would another reason. So the gaming Intel that site, I don't know. I I remember them from. I could be wrong. Maybe I'm mixing up sources, but I'm pretty sure they were the ones back in January when we were gonna have. Uh, when we thought it was, there was going to be a direct, they were the ones right. that were like, 100%, we're having a January 10th direct. We heard it. It's going to happen. And it was like, no, that didn't happen. So Yeah, these guys, man, they're talking. No. Yeah. I, I mean, I just don't really see. If it happens, dope, awesome, and cool. But um, I really just don't really see rockstar putting all of that energy into that and also because just file size wise like we've heard a lot of places that getting a port to run getting a game to run you know with lower frame rates like down to 30 frames per second 720 dynamic resolution whatever i don't know any of that kind of stuff is not as hard as just okay well you've got 32 gigs to work with or some or most of the time 16 gigs to work with best of luck and then so for this game that already is like i don't know like 100 gigs or something like that yeah it's over it's just gigs. it's just not really gonna happen to get it on there logistically speaking i mean again if they do some kind of wizardry and do it I, th- I think that they could it could happen like it's not a game that's like impossible right. to put on the switch despite what many people think right but i think that that would take a lot more time money and effort and rockstar is willing to put in yep Especially considering the fact that we don't even have GTA 5 yet. Yep. And that's a PlayStation 3, Xbox 360 era game. Exactly. Yeah, I think that would be a whole lot more likely. And I think it sounds like from the bits of things that we've heard that that's more of a space constraint again than it is anything else, yeah. obviously. Because, you know, it ran, like you said, PS3, Xbox 360. Which even that, like that game wasn't that big on, on those consoles. Mm. Um, as compared to like what is normal on switch right i mean it's probably more space than they want to have because cartridges for switch are expensive but like it's (laughs) grand theft auto they're going to be able to offset that cost right um so yeah Yeah. i wonder too i mean like maybe you know grand theft auto and stuff like that if if the switch pro kind of thing happens or whatever that is maybe some of those kinds of games they're saving for a reveal alongside that I don't know, but that's, I mean, we haven't even heard any rumors specifically of Grand Theft Auto, so it's one of those things that maybe at this point they just don't even care anymore. Um, I wouldn't be surprised, but definitely as far as Red Dead Redemption 2, I don't really see that happening personally, but hmm, we'll see. Um, Next up, other things that are happening. Uh, Starlink didn't really, uh, as much as they wanted, (laughs) there's that new story. Yeah, um, I would have never uh, guessed I that. Uh, I man, when it first came out, too. I mean, I'm glad that in all of their discussions and whatnot, they did explain that the toy life part is cool, but it's not like you don't need to get the toys, and that they did the digital only version as well. Like that was smart on their side. But I think just the fact that, um, well, I'll I'll mention what they said in any case. It was that um, general. Actually, here, let me pull up the actual interview, and I'll just read some bits of it because it's. It seemed kind of interesting. It's not super long either. Um, so it was, uh, I don't see, it's an update. Okay, it wasn't from a specific person. I was going to say if it was someone specific, then I was going to read their name. But it says, so much, or thank you so much for the warm response to the new Starlink content announced during the February Nintendo Direct. With the announcement of new content arriving this April, we felt it is important to provide an update on the physical toys. Starlink Battle for Atlas has been a passion project for us from the start, and we are incredibly proud of the modular Starship technology we have developed. 
and how well players responded to it. Despite the immense and continuous support from our players, the sales of Starling Battle for Atlas fell below expectations. Consequently, we recently made the decision to not release any additional physical toys for the spring update in the, and the, in the future. As part of our effort to do right by our passionate and dedicated community, we are currently hard at work on our biggest update to the game so far and are pleased to tell you that there will be new digital ships, pilots, and weapons to collect. Additionally, there will be a ton of free content to expand your game, such as additional missions, challenges, and new activities to engage in throughout Atlas, including content that was inspired by community suggestions such as Outlaw Racing. We are very grateful for the support we have received from players around the world and can't wait for everyone to get their hands on our next big update launching this April. So, so did you yeah. play this game? I <laughs> didn't. Um, one of uh, one of my coworkers did and he loved it and said it was great. So I, this is one I think I've got a backlog so it's not like I'm itching to play it but I'm just going to keep an eye out for a sale like a good sale of the digital version <laughs> um, because I'd like to give it a shot um, and play it. And it seems like the the issues that some people had with it of it being like kind of repetitive or any of that kind of stuff are typically issues that I don't really care about. Like I'm fine with some of that. Kind of, if I enjoy the mechanics themselves, I'm just going to like doing it. Like there was plenty of stuff that yeah. I did in Breath of the Wild that was technically repetitive because I did a lot of it. But it was just fun to do, so I didn't really care, you know. Um, so all that to say, yeah, I didn't play it, but I would like to. But I just, it's it's hard to swallow. Even like I saw somewhere that it's like it's thirty dollars for the starter pack for the physical stuff, which is cool because then you do get those toys and whatnot. But I know that it's missing so much comparatively, even just to the base digital version. That it's like, I don't know, like you know, is that going to be worth it or not? Like I don't want to have to buy extra stuff. That's my thoughts. Yeah. I I had really little to no interest in this game before it even came out. Or just like, eh, fine. Like I might get it for the the uh the R Wing and that's it. Yeah. Um, but I ended up not even doing that. Because mm-hmm. like I'm not a huge collector in that regard. Like that's why I'm yeah, like same. like when the whole Nintendo thing happened, they're like, Well, we send out mostly digital stuff. I'm like, Okay, cool, I don't care. <laughs> you know, like <laughs> yeah. you know, a lot of people like go out of their way to get physical stuff and I just uh, yeah. yeah. I think I've decided the or I've my strategy that right now in any case is the games that I know I'm gonna play all the way through and then be pretty much done with them for a, a while, I will try to get some of those physically. So like for example, I mean, Breath of the Wild kind of a thing or like Mario Odyssey or Ease 8 or like any of those ones that's like, I'm going to spend a lot of time playing this for while I'm playing it. Then those ones, yeah, I do like to have physically because then I can just have this be the game that I put in. But I just don't want to be switching out cartridges for like, I'm not buying physical Smash. Well, I didn't buy physical Smash because I don't want to have to deal with that all the time and bring around the cartridge yeah. everywhere and switch it out. And I just want to be able to pick it up and just play it because that's what's fun so yep. yep i'm guessing and do you assume as well this is the last toys to life game that we'll see pretty much ever yes even though i am surprised that we never got one from nintendo that's kind of hmm. that's I mean, strange kind of amiibo festival animal crossing yeah but i mean like a real one like yeah. something that's like with the characters that like everybody Infinity cares about and, yeah you know mm-hmm. like animal crossing is popular but i don't know too many people that are buying animal crossing because like oh isabel's in this game you <laughs> yeah, know right 
maybe now after smash but <laughs> not before that even for sure. that like no, right. i i just i think that animal crossing is more about the experience than the characters mm-hmm. um so i i just can't see that even if it was a good game yeah being like a, a a huge draw of being able to like like just the fact that like nobody was really buying those amiibos in and of themselves like there's a lot of people that never owned a wii u or 3ds or played smash brothers for wii u or 3ds but they still bought the amiibos because they care about the characters right that wasn't really happening so much with the animal crossing amiibos hence why you can get most of them for under five dollars yep hence why i have i think maybe three of them definitely two i think i have uh i've got tom nook and timmy and tommy (laughs) i have one two three (laughs) four five five i have five (laughs) good stuff yeah i have like three isabels are they different or the same they're a little different okay (laughs) All right. Yeah, like I feel like I mean, clothes are different or something. Like you mentioned, it's kind of dude. like yeah, it's like an ensemble cast, sort of like how um, the show Joey after Friends finished and Joey had his own <laughs> spinoff show was just awful. Like I, true story. One day I was just talking to a friend at school, and I was like, "Hey, what's what's the worst show of all?" And he was like, "Joey." <laughs> I was like, that is exactly the show I was thinking. Like, I I don't even know why the conversation happened, but it just came to mind and it just was, it was not good. But, you know, similarly, it's not that any, like Isabel or Tom Nook or anybody is bad by themselves. Cause I mean, some people love those individual characters, but I think you're right that it's more about the ensemble cast and like they, they thrive in the community of Animal Crossing, but they're just good on their own. Um, even though, yeah. you know, obviously some people have their favorites, but yeah no for sure i mean it's like a lot of pokemon as well are that way we're like grimer on his own kind of like why <laughs> I, that's, that's true but i there. do think that like for instance pokemon like putting charizard in pokemon right. made a lot of people want to buy pokemon yep. you know they're definitely um, yeah i don't think there's any characters in animal crossing that people are like tom nooks in this right definitely fine <laughs> Although after, no, I was going to say after a long time, maybe, but it's been quite a while. So, um, no, I think, I think you're pretty much right. So all that to say, Starlink is probably not gonna, uh, it would be cool if the, you know, this new content makes more people buy it. If they put some sales on it again, maybe some people will pick it up again as well. I don't know. Um, I might, we'll just see what happens there. But some other things that we'll have to see what happens. This one is just kind of in the news recently a little bit, but whatever um do you think there's going to be a direct this april uh that is all no i'm i'm hesitant to like say stuff like that anymore because like i feel like they almost they say like yeah this seems like a good time and then they see everybody being like yes it's definitely happening this <laughs> month and Nintendo's like you guys don't know anything and then they completely change all of their plans uh-huh i do wonder if ever or whenever or whatever anybody puts out like fake leaks on purpose to like sniff out who is not trustworthy you know what i mean yeah. like that would be an interesting thing i feel like i've heard of that kind of thing happening but that also could just be a bunch of lies or whatever um yeah it sounds like com- some some tinfoil hat type stuff <laughs> yeah but, i mean it wouldn't completely surprise me if nintendo like seeded like fake information Mm-hmm. or maybe even if not the company but individuals there maybe would do you know like I don't know if Doug Reggie, Bowser's like, Reggie yeah, exactly. 
I but yeah, I think uh, I, some of the stuff is that there would be like a farewell to to Reggie within an, a direct kind of thing or whatever. That would be I don't know interesting. Um, or that he yeah. get to do a last thing. That's I think that's something like the the things pointing in its favor would be the fact that it's um, just timing wise it you know it's two months before E three and I don't know we just you know it's timing wise it would kind of make sense a little bit but then again we know so much stuff for the end of the year that we could just get little you know tweets of the information that we don't have like release dates we don't really get release dates on the by their on their own in directs all that often like it just doesn't really happen um sometimes it does but most of the time it's we'll get new completely new stuff in there um or like they'll yeah, a big like they, blowout they don't on something. usually right they don't usually just say like and this game that we talked about is coming out on this date yep. anymore mm-hmm. they used to like the first direct they did that yeah where it's like remember mario kart 7 that's coming out on this day <laughs> and i think we already even i think we already knew <laughs> when day was coming out they were just reminding us like uh-huh. hey remember this game's coming out on this day we told you this before though yep so i mean yeah a lot of the stuff they could just go ahead and put out in tweets like they did with yoshi and and its date um so like you know Which stuff that we have coming out this summer like we we need to find out about super mario maker 2's release date before e3 because that's just you yeah know, we're gonna we're just gonna yeah, have to you can't you can't announce mario maker 2's release date during <laughs> e3 that's all that's borderline and it's out now right e3 is also in june yep, exactly i mean best case scenario they give it two weeks at that point and that's it <laughs> because it happens which still seems too close yeah, agreed or something like that because like i mean mario is a big deal mm-hmm. but i still think that no you need yeah to, they want people like, to pre-order yeah for sure for mario maker yeah. well speaking of pre-ordering i pre- i got avengers tickets this week and that was a just a mess of a thing that happened i didn't even like that completely slipped my mind because like all the other stuff that's going on mm-hmm. i gotta do this nintendo stuff i don't even know if i can talk about the other thing uh-huh but i'm still gonna figure that out today <laughs> um yeah but yeah so i was like i wasn't even thinking about that that's just gonna it's just gonna happen when it happens somebody's yep. just gonna be like hey you wanna see it? i'm like sure why not and then we go see yeah it. i pretty much just uh like the morning of the second it you know tickets went up and i was like oh yeah i forgot about that and so at like i don't know 8 30 or so in the morning what well, i'd been at work for about an hour and a half at that point and just popped on there and was like let me see if i can get some tickets and it said you've got more than an hour's wait and i said all right no problem and then i checked back like an hour and a half later or what or i checked back a couple times but an hour and a half later the bar had moved like one eighth of the whole thing and i was like (laughs) goodness gracious this is so bad so yeah needless to say it took a friggin' long time but then finally at the end of the day i just happened to like i had closed out of the window and everything and i just you know pasted the link back in there and it was like hey you're ready go ahead and buy a ticket i was like all right cool so it was a bit of a mess at the beginning there but in any case um yeah so that stuff and with um for for the direct with reggie leaving like i could see them doing something with him or for him even if it's just a small something but they could also very well just do that in a youtube video that they put out like i definitely anticipate they'll do something youtube video wise for him but We'll see what happens. Yeah. So, I don't know. 
No comment. No comment. <laughs> we will see. But that's about it for the news this week. If something happened on Friday, we missed it because the word can't, time travels, and such. Let us know in the comments what we missed. <laughs> True. Um, but yeah, next up, we've got videos to talk about. So the first one of those is your video. Um, we got a bunch of comments. Yup. So there you I go. I made a video. Mm-hmm. And it, it was about Splatoon. It sure was. Because why not? You know what I mean? Yeah. I uh, I will have few things to say on all of this, except for I will just keep bragging that I've played the tutorial and first couple <laughs> levels of Splatoon 2's campaign. So you're welcome, everybody. <laughs> Dare you. right there uh, dare but now i've tried it out so i can give it a shot a little bit more later uh which will be good i'm excited about it all right first up gazentia fox says i actually think i want some sort of side game before splatoon 3 lots of directions that i'd be interested in there with splatoon 3 i'm honestly not sure what the biggest change i'd want but a late to the party battle royale mode feels like a safe prediction considering the late to the party horde mode that was salmon run mines at l- and I don't know what the mind is doing there. Uh, that's okay. Uh, mind. And at least one additional ranked mode would be good too. And also feel like a safe bet. Even if it came six months post-launch like Clam Blitz came. The Splatoon esports scene is great to watch generally. I think I started with the European Championship 2018. This season I followed the UK qualifying tournaments. Not closely for this year's european championships which is one of the four qualifiers for the world championships you mentioned yeah like i I saw a lot of that stuff for um like because i follow the nintendo uk twitters and Uh and youtubes and all that stuff so i saw that they were doing that like obviously all over the place because they're doing the world championships Mm -hmm. at e3 at or around e3 um so yeah i've always like during like the 3ds days i wanted them to do like a smaller like maybe even 2d platformer for splatoon just because like it feels like that sort of game yeah where make a you universe just out of it not just releases. yeah right that would that would a 2d platformer would be cool for it too i mean yeah they do 2d platforms for all sorts of stuff but you know implementing some of the mechanics from super smash bros um and the way that they've done the inklings in 2d i feel like would work really well but then, you know, you're getting through because, I mean, honestly, the platforming in and of itself of just the single player and I mean, also the multiplayer of Splatoon, because that's you know part of just world traversal and stuff. But the traversal is just fun in and of itself. So exactly. doing something around yeah. that would be really cool. Right. And I feel like there's a lot that they could do with that. Yeah. Like there's there's a lot of ways that they can toy with it. Because, like, if you can make a, a, like, how many 2D Mario games do we have? Yeah, seriously. And for the most part, his core abilities are jumping, and that's it. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. So, like, we're adding two more mechanics to that equation. So, they can make make some cool stuff with that. Mm -hmm. No, yeah, that would be super cool. Um, There's probably some other cool things that they could do, but we'll probably find out about those maybe in some of these other comments grim hain i think you touched on it you certainly alluded to it at the start but i would love a single player mode that actually teaches you the objectives of the multiplayer modes right now the single player goes about as far as teaching you new weapons and maybe some tricks you can use in a multiplayer mode but i wouldn't have any idea what i'm doing in the non-turf war modes without humans telling me about them and no the little blurbs in game don't count that doesn't give you a proper feel for the match without the feeling of letting down your team add this to the 
Add to this Nintendo's absolute refusal to add voice chat to the system itself, which means voice chat won't happen outside of actual friends, and those entering the game are just going to feel constantly frustrated because there's nothing teaching them how to improve. It's like giving a blind man all the parts to make a ladder and then putting food out of reach without using said ladder and telling him to go at it. Sure, eventually he'd get to that food, except in this case, there's a ton of other games offering full course meals and handing you a fork and a knife. My apologies for the rough <laughs> metaphors. This is what happens when I don't get my directly to you podcast on YouTube. Smiley face. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I, I like it's it's weird that they don't do that. Like there's parts of the story mode where you do turf war. Mm hmm. But like turf war, everybody played turf war. It's the it's literally regular mode, right? Like that's what they call that. So they they do need to pepper more throughout the game of like this is a rainmaker mm-hmm. match and this is Claire uh, Claire Blitz Clam Blitz and this is you know like all all yep. the tower control, especially because they might have a tower control mission. The they might. the turf war is the most straightforward you know style by far anyway it's i i mean at least from you know what i've played and seen and stuff is that i mean essentially you know it's like hey take what you've learned about the mechanics of it and you know shooting the ground and shooting enemies and then just do that and try to shoot as much ground and as many enemies as you can there you go you know whereas like the other ones have extra stuff on top of it so like if anything needs to be actually taught to you it's probably those things and i was actually assuming like that when you first go into the multiplayer stuff that in the same way you had a tutorial right at the beginning of the game it was going to do that for you so interesting to hear that they don't even do that way to go nintendo making crazy weird decisions but yeah no that would be very good yeah just we need exposure we need more exposure to these modes Mm -hmm. and there needs to be more of a reason to play them because there's a lot of people that like just completely cut that part of the game off because they don't want to deal with the whole like uh punishment of like you just lost your rank and you don't even know how to play this game yet. Yeah. you know like that whole thing um so they they need a, a a better way to onboard you into that side of the game i mean it kind of like obviously the ranked stuff is much better than the gsp online stuff for smash is it I don't. Though? I mean, I don't know. That was kind of an assumption I, that I was making. Yeah, I don't know if it is. Um, um, I feel like the and it's better in that regard where GSP kind of like is more so on the side of trying to make you feel good about yourself, mm-hmm. even if you suck. You right. know, like because you can have a GSP at ten thousand, and according to the game, you're better than ten thousand other people. That's a lot of people to be better than. Right. You know? Yeah. But at the end of the day, 10,000 GSP is still pretty bad. You know I mean? <laughs> yeah. Um, but with Splatoon, it's more of a thing of like, you have a C minus. And now you have a C minus with the crack, which means <laughs> that you might be able to drop down to a D. Who knows? Yeah. You know, like that, that sort of thing. Well, I guess I more just meant like that the quality of the playing in it is better in any case. Okay. Yeah. yeah so yeah. like, but they don't really, besides, uh, I guess, so you can do local play with, I mean, not split screen local play but if you've got multiple switches you can yeah, do local play right like a whole thing like that's that's too many hurdles to jump yeah, through and like because you gotta yeah. have eight switches locally. so do you really have to, to have eight to be able to do it at all like you can't play you against can, cpus I mean, you at could all do like, no they don't they don't have wow. like bots yeah it's pretty dumb. interesting i mean i wonder is it just because the ai for that is too complicated no because they do i don't think 
so because they do it in story yeah mode. that's what i was gonna say yeah you, I, yeah you do turf wars against so because that's i mean i think that is a big hurdle is just not being able to there is earlier on when i first found out about the game i was like i'll just get it and have a friend over and we'll just try it together and stuff and then finding out that we would both need to get it was just a way bigger hurdle than like i don't know because i don't know if i can convince my friend to also want to try it out you know like that kind of stuff um so that's definitely a hurdle and like if they should probably also just have kind of equivalent to or maybe they do and i just don't know but like arena mode kind of thing um but where it's like yeah just uh, pay- you mean like battle arenas yeah, yeah you can exactly. do like private matches where you invite other people and then can you do but again like that's yeah thing yeah for sure but can you do what can you pick like what mode and stuff as well in that yeah okay mm-hmm. well that's cool at least then never mind they're a little it's, smarter than i gave it's them credit also for. <laughs> just a thing of even getting eight people online mm-hmm. to be like hey, since you can't communicate with them yep. um through the switch it's harder to be like hey i'm opening a private match of turf war or whatever mm-hmm. let's all jump in yeah no yeah that's definitely that's a thing um but yeah good comment Grimhane. uh you made some very good points that i agree with uh cool Brian Jedi 82 says I'm not the biggest online shooter fan more of a single player or co-op multiplayer like Resident Evil 5 or Gears I really want them to make a campaign mode with more cohesive levels I want it to be uh, at real locations in the game's universe not a bunch of random platforms floating in space I also want this mode to be co-op yeah Uh, that would be dope because like that was something that I didn't like that much about the first platoon. I feel like this one is better at making single player matter more, just because of the Octopass. I mean, Octopass. <laughs> True. The the, the correct Octo expansion. Yeah. Um, it's way better at that because there's a lot more single player content than there was before. Before it was like 28 single player levels or something mm-hmm. like that, and then that was it. Um. So in that way, it's better, but it is like all of this like disjointed, like jump from one place to the next thing. And like how you transition even within the level is you squid jump there because you got to the checkpoint, mm-hmm. like that whole thing. It's not like, okay, I'm here because I walked here, like a platformer, like a Mario right. or like a Ratchet and Clank even. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it would be neat if they, if they did do that, where it's like they made it like this fully realized like sandbox yep. rather than like these really small sandboxes. I mean, right now it's kind of more a, like Mario Galaxy compared to, yeah. um, you know, Mario Odyssey or whatever. Right. And I, I do wonder, I mean, but if you've got a lot of, obje- I mean, in the same way that Mario Odyssey, if you've got a lot of objectives all over that sandbox, then like, yeah, you're good to go. You got a ton of stuff to go do. But if it's like, all right, pick your one way or pick whatever way you want to, to get to that one place over there, then it could be a little bit less exciting because then, you know, it could be, pretty easy to get over there i guess i don't know but if there's whatever all those different objectives are uh then that would be cool yeah plus i mean like traversal is so fun in the game yeah but they're limiting it mm-hmm. by making a big portion of it just jump to the next part yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah exactly and yeah it definitely is like it does feel like you know and this wall here is that you have to climb this wall but there's a little bit of an obstacle because this part right here you can't spray anything on and all that kind of stuff yeah. as opposed to you know it being more up to the player which i mean makes sense because that's part of what the multiplayer is is how you want to traverse through all that kind of stuff but um i i think it's definitely a game for sure that the multiplayer is their main focus and then they made the single player great 
to be able to teach you how to do the multiplayer stuff as opposed to it being focused on like let's make the single player just like you know completely amazing on itself or whatever i don't know but again i haven't played all the single player so i can't say that with any real opinions that's just my impressions (laughs) so there you go um wolf says new weapons skins or weapon skins loot boxes and emotes dot 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 everybody would hate that i'm 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 99.9 percent sure that that was a troll comment uh-huh. but yeah everybody would hate that so much if they put any of that in Splatoon. maybe the weapon skins and emotes people would be fine with if you didn't have to pay for them yeah but i doubt that you know yeah <laughs> so no don't do that agreed uh, Randy Sprunger says, one, get rid of map game mode rotations. Every map should be playable at any time, and every game mode should have an unranked and ranked version. The biggest annoyance is in returning to Splatoon 2, besides the unskippable news. Oh, is that not Which skippable every time? Nope. Oh, mm-hmm. wow. Yeah, every so time. I had that yeah. that first time, and I was like... It's so dumb, because you can see everything that they're going to say, not only when you're about to play the game, but like you can just check it on the, on the app. If you need if for whatever uh-huh. reason you need to know before you turn the game on, you can yeah. look at it in the app. So I don't understand. <laughs> I, like it's I guess it's just there just so you can like haha their banter, you know, like they talk uh-huh. to each other and they goof, you know, like whatever, dude. But like let me skip it. <laughs> Cause I never read anything that they say. Uh-huh. Man alive. Yeah, yeah, that's interesting. Um, but yeah, besides the unskippable news, the biggest annoyance returning to Splatoon 2 is not being able to play Salmon Run or only being able to play Clam Blitz. Number two, right. weapon loadouts need to be customizable. Just let the players choose their sub, special, and colors with stickers. Number three, Salmon Run needs improvement. It needs a solo mode, an endless mode, new bosses and maps, and weapon upgrades to help scale with difficulty um okay so the first thing i agree with that they should get rid of that i think that a lot of people are hung up on like and we'll get to that with the next comment a lot of people (laughs) are so hung up on what they're given that they assume that that's the only way that this could work you know where it's like but if they don't give us rap map rotations how are people going to play on maps Mm -hmm. nobody's going to know what to pick if they don't tell us what to pick you Mm -hmm. know um and they could even just do like what the halo games used to do they might still do it where it's like they give you an option of like four maps every match or whatever and everybody votes which one you go to mm, yeah they could just do that mario just mario kart yeah, does mario that, kart does where that. you can vote on which uh map you go so it to. picks you up it like sets you up with people and then you pick the map from there and at least then it feels right. like even if you don't get the one you want you at least have some kind of say in it right yeah so yeah they, they could do that I mean, or even do what, like, kind of some MMOs do or whatever, where they're like, oh, there's, you know, 50,000 people in this one instance of a world, and there's only 20,000 people in this other instance of a world. Whereas in that one... And that's the thing that I think a lot of people are like, they don't believe would be sustainable. Mm. Because for whatever reason, they assume that, like, if you give people the option to do everything, nobody's going to, like, all gather in one place enough to play one mode mm-hmm. where already as is the amount of players that you need to to do anything in splatoon is a very low amount compared to most other multiplayer games like this right but yet somehow they can <laughs> afford options you yeah. know like a lot of these games are 16 32 64 players in a, in a match but 
still somehow they're able to give their players options. So if we only need eight people, why can't we have options? Yeah. And there's eight million copies of this game sold. Yep. So like, you know what I mean? No, absolutely. Yeah. It seems, I mean, it seems like at this point they had a fear of how it was going to turn out and wanted to skew away from that. And so just leaned into their solution for it, which I mean, is a decent solution um, if you have a small player base, but then haven't reaccommodated for like oh we've got plenty of people <laughs> so right. then just you know be like oh it'll be fine just let them pick and then i think people would also understand if if they're afraid because down the road they might have to go back to this or something like that they don't want to switch it up for now and then go back i think if people would understand if three years from now not that many people are playing so then they have to force people into being in the same one right you know like it would be fine it's no big deal but and it can um, even yeah. just be a thing of like Smash Brothers does it where it's preferred and like if they can't find people within a reasonable amount of time they put you in the thing that they can get you in but yep. at least this way you have some semblance of control over what you yep. do and when you do it um, as far as the weapon loadouts I don't know about that that might be more complicated again I don't know um, mm-hmm. but as far as What's balancing the, what goes would be the issue with that okay yeah that's what I was going to say is just balancing yeah, like yeah like if you're able to have whatever you want it would be a lot more likely that so many people will gravitate to just those versions like that version of the charger or the shooters or mm-hmm. the rollers you know where it's like this is the one everybody's going to use because it's just the best combination yeah um so like i i don't know if they would do that for that reason granted they kind of let you have the loadout that you want uh, with gear because you can wipe it and stuff like that and that's just like part of the grind um, which I mean that's another thing of like I don't know if they will let you do that just because they want you to have that that carrot on the stick as it were mm-hmm. of like this yep. is how you get to the next part of this game is by earning enough points to scrub this to take that and put this on there and then you have the loadout that you want for that one specific piece of gear and that mm-hmm. takes X amount of hours to do for each piece of gear to yep. have exactly what you want on there so on that on that level i would be down but i don't know if they would be able to like do that well uh right. salmon yeah. run um solo mode would be cool um endless mode sure why not um <laughs> new bosses yes they i mean they do that well i don't know about the new bosses thing how often they do that but they do do new maps every once in a while weapon upgrades to help scale with difficulty what do you i don't know what he means by weapon upgrades though. i guess like throughout it because like it's getting harder and harder the people that are coming so you would upgrade your weapons like throughout the thing but then that kind of defeats the purpose of you know at least it seems like to me it that defeats the purpose of having it be harder the longer you're in it because then it would just stay pretty easy right <laughs> yeah yeah but i mean like a little bit of upgrade i guess would be fine where it's like you know as you're going again i don't know how the weapons work at all in this game but you know say you've got some kind of shotgun type thing or something and then you get a little bit of an upgrade so it's it's 10 percent better but then the enemies are getting 30 percent harder in the next bit or right. something along those lines like that you know would make sense where it feels like you're at least being helped out a little bit you're getting stronger throughout the thing but then you do have to in the endless mode especially that would that would make sense yeah like if they did like an endless mode i could see them doing like the weapon upgrades thing mm-hmm. but just in like how it is and maybe solo mode too like to help offset yeah. like how much harder it is to do that by yourself 
Um, but as is right now, the, I, I just can't see that working. The one thing about Salmon Run that keeps me away from that mode a lot is like if there's just a set of weapons that like I just don't like. Like they're, mm-hmm. they're usually there's usually at least half of the weapons. It's like oh, I'm fine with these weapons. I'll play it. But there, there's like that those two times out of ten where there's just like a set of weapons that's like I don't like any of these. So I'm just <laughs> not going to play. It, you know? Yeah. Right. Um. So like I I wish that you could again like that's another part of the game that I wish you could set your preferred weapon choice so like if you just so happen to be in a group of people that prefer the other weapons that you don't like then everybody's happy Mm -hmm. but again like that seems like the thing that is part of the challenge to them it's forcing you to use weapons that you're not comfortable with so as they say (laughs) they do say that um yeah cool and then the last comment is from inkvader meta nick knight dope nice uh so i am sorry for being rash but first off all deathmatch in splatoon 2 would not work at all it's a team-based game and shifting the focus to only kills would be boring because one point one team would just camp out the or would just camp the other out it does not fit splatoon same goes for battle royale in my opinion this game is very team-based the cp community itself wishes for uh for a dedicated servers b more recent and better research patches and three a better ranked system but to be fair i think your ideas for split screen multiplayer were neat uh i disagree um i think that this guy probably never played an actual shooting game outside of splatoon before (laughs) because like it's not like camping for one it's not like camping is exclusive to splatoon that's just mm-hmm. a thing that happens in, in games, period. It happens in Smash Brothers. People camp at Smash Brothers. Yeah, right. Um, and as far as, like, Splatoon being a team-based game, Splatoon is not inherently a team-based game. The game types that they currently have are team-based. Right. The mechanics of Splatoon are not team-based. Mm-hmm. If it was, it would be Kirby Star Allies, even in single-player, where you would always have a teammate, which you do not. Right. So I I disagree with that. I think that like the the idea of like I just wanted to be what it is and like that's it is yeah nah. <laughs> Isn't that like, what this they, whole uh, what your what the whole channel is about though? Yeah, just saying. You know this game. I just want them to keep doing the same thing and doing great. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Ta da. Yeah. Um, but as far as that other stuff, like dedicated servers, why? I, I don't think I've ever dropped a game in Splatoon. I, uh, uh, that's not true. I dropped literally one game ever in Splatoon 1 and 2, and that was when I was playing with Dan, and it was we, we got him on the video. <laughs> that's the only time I've ever lost connection in Splatoon. And, and I put a lot of hours in the Splatoon, like easily 100 hours in the second uh-huh. one, and like over two, 300 hours in the first wow, one. Wow, yeah. Never drop the game, so I don't think that's necessary. I think you just probably need better internet. It's like better, like dedicated servers wouldn't solve that. You would just lose connection to the server rather than your. I peers. mean, it's possible too. <laughs> I think sometimes stuff around dedicated servers and all that that conversation is sometimes just one of those things that it's like we just want dedicated servers, and it's not necessarily always based off specific instances, but just one of those like 
Well, I think it's important that we have it because that's what games should have kind of a thing, which I can't and say at all for in this yeah, situation. Nine but. times out of ten, like, at least when I hear people say that, it's not the best solution. Like, a lot of people want dedicated servers for Smash Brothers, but what fighting game do you know of that has dedicated servers? Mm-hmm. Right. Like, none. And it's because... That adds an extra step to the whole situation, and it's not—it's not as good as peer-to-peer would be. Um, yeah. In this situation, like dedicated servers wouldn't be any worse, but mm-hmm. I just don't think that connectivity issues are at large a problem for Splatoon. Right. Yeah. It doesn't seem like it because otherwise we would have. I feel like as having not been in the community, I would have heard about it more just at all and i really haven't (laughs) to be honest i think that the only thing that theoretically uh dedicated servers could do is help with anti-cheat but it just doesn't seem like something that nintendo is big on is that happening still a lot do you know i haven't really seen that much cheating when i play splatoon but apparently it's a major issue yeah Yeah, I mean, in that case, that would be a good reason for dedicated service then, like you said. And also then you could have cloud backup saves and that kind of stuff because you can't right now. (laughs) Yeah. Yep. That's true. Mm -hmm. So, like, as far as for connectivity, I don't know about that. But, like, if we're talking about for the anti-G and, like, also the the cloud save thing, yeah, sure, why not? Yep. Absolutely. Um... But yeah, and then the like you said, the splitting multiplayer thing was neat. I agree. That would be I think that would just help sell people on it too. There's some I think just giving more options is never a bad thing. So just yeah. do it, you know. <laughs> yeah, there's no there's nothing like at first the whole excuse was like but you need your own screen for Splatoon because then you gotta, like, you can't see the ink and where you gotta go mm-hmm. and stuff like that. But then they put it on Switch and they're like, oh, well, remember when we said <laughs> can't do it without the gamepad? Uh, we're doing it without the gamepad. Right, yeah. Um, so, like, there's no real reason why they can't do uh, split screen. I guess mm-hmm. there's maybe an argument on the technical side because um, Splatoon, I don't think, already runs at, like, 108060. Mm-hmm. Um, it might, but I don't think so. I don't know, yeah. Um, it is definitely not like an easy thing because I know like when they first were previewing it like at the Nintendo Switch uh, presentation event thing Mm -hmm. um, it wasn't running at what it runs at now Mm, gotcha so they would definitely need to like adjust for the extra screens yeah but it'd be possible Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's funny. I remember hearing conversations when Splatoon 2 was announced and everybody was like, how how are they going to put that on Switch? Because you don't have the second screen. Like, that's so, so important. And what even... So the second screen just had the mini-map that showed what ink was where. Is that right? Yep. And you could see, like, your teammates and... Cool. You could jump to them by tapping on the But that's, like, up screen. in the corner now instead? Uh, it's, or just you press a button and then it, it's like an overlay on top of what's going on. And then instead of using the touchscreen, you could use motion to move it over or you could just move your analog stick. Huh. Um, that said, I do prefer the second screen for uh-huh. that because you could just look at it and say, oh, he's right there. Tap that. Um, or say, oh, we need to cover up here or whatever. Like you don't have to press the button and then like, oh, it's in my way now. Or I got to press the button again to make it go away. Right. Um, it was better for that, but I don't think that it was like, obviously it wasn't like imperative. Yeah. 
I mean, but it is for Super, Super Mario Maker because there's no way we're getting that without the. Yeah, <laughs> how could you ever? How could you? Ever, I don't. I never understood I that. <laughs> like I never understood everybody saying that. Like how could you do Mario Maker without a stylus? <laughs> like what is it? 2007 again? <laughs> Did the iPhone just come out? <laughs> Man, do you remember PDAs? That was a thing. Those yeah, had styluses. Yeah. My dad had a PDA, and I was like, "Wow, that's so cool." That was like a big thing of why people like when the iPhone first came mm-hmm. out, like, dude doesn't even have a stylus. <laughs> Do you expect me to use my finger? No way. Yeah, it's like my finger wouldn't work. <laughs> Lo and behold, here we are. There we but go. But yeah, any more thoughts on Splatoon Two and all that stuff? Uh, do all the things I said to do. Do all the things you said to do, Nintendo. Nintendo. Come on, get it right. Yeah. What are you doing? Nice. Um, well, cool. Moving on to the next thing. Uh, I made a video this week that was a little different than the other videos that have been... You made your first big boy video. <laughs> True, and the editing did take substantially longer, so I'm glad I'd written out the script well in advance. Um, so that was good. Uh, but yeah, it was it was a good bunch of fun, and it was fun writing the script and all that, so I'm excited about doing more of those. I've got a bunch of ideas for them down the road. But also, I think this one... The reason I wanted to do this one first, too was just because I think it should set up other topics fairly well, so I can kind of point back to this one here and there. Yeah, you could be like, I mentioned 1080. Yeah. This is why I'm talking about it now, you know. Exactly. So it just made sense to do that before I did any of the other ones because it was just an idea that I had that I was like, and I I feel like I've just, this has been on my mind for a long time as well. So probably the first bunch of videos will be stuff like that, and then it'll be like, oh, I've ran out of backlog of ideas, so just going to have to figure them out as we go. Yeah, I do that a yep. lot. I'm so. probably my next video spoilers is probably gonna be the one you know I did at the beginning of the year, the Q one. Uh huh. Going to do Q two now. Nice, because it's Q two. It surely is. That's uh yeah. I I do wonder if we have a direct and that would change any of that stuff, but we'll find out. That yep. is all. <laughs> um, but yeah, so QBD. some comments on uh, if for some reason you're listening to this podcast but didn't watch the video. Um, first of all, go watch our videos. They're fun and we have a good old time. But the context of the video was um, why I think the Switch is a perfect console and the perfect timing to bring back some dead franchises because and like revive stuff and whatnot. So that said, uh, Justin, our good friend Justin said... Mother and F-Zero are easy goes for me if done right. Mother should be using the art style slash engine that Link's Awakening is getting. F-Zero needs to personally move away from racing or racing only and get more Falcon brawling evil race fixing mobsters, lol. Star Fox is a little weird because if Starlink was just a Star Fox game and focused on just the Star Fox team, it would have been been most of what I wanted in a new Star Fox game. I think some of those franchises just need new entries like strikers while some could do with a complete revamp if 1080 went crazy with tricks and off-the-wall characters like ssx i would be down sadly when those extreme sports quote-unquote get too realistic they just get stale in my opinion yeah also like 1080 like i wonder if that could even work now you know Hmm. in what context like before snowboarding and skating and all that stuff like was way more cool that's true you know? <laughs> like tony hawk was like one of the biggest celebrities in the world uh-huh. and that's just because skateboarding was so cool mm-hmm. but now it's like eh, skateboarding's a thing some people do you know casey neistat has a boosted board mm-hmm. 
that's neat, I guess, you know, but it's not like the thing, you know, like you don't see like skateboarders getting $50 million Nike sponsorships, right. you know, <laughs> like so, or snowboarders for that, for that matter. I mean, Sean White, um, he's a guy, right? Yeah, I mean, like he exists, <laughs> but like, when's the last time you saw that guy on a cereal right. box, you know no, what I mean? No, yeah, for sure. I think that's, I mean, that's a great point. And I wonder, I don't know. I honestly, so... I might have told this story on here before. I don't remember. Um, when I finally got to get a GameCube, which was like two years after launch or whatever, I was hoping to get one of like a bunch of games for it. And for some reason, I was mostly looking for SSX because that was like the first game I ever played on GameCube and was just excited about that. And went to the store, bought a GameCube, and they didn't have SSX, but they had 1080 Avalanche. And I was like, well, I guess I'm getting this. And so I picked that up. <laughs> and ironically, like... A lot of I probably can trace back a lot of my music taste to that game starting stuff off. And ironically, I don't like the stuff from there anymore, but it kicked off some stuff like Seether was on there. And that was a thing um, I do not I feel like that's how a lot of people are with like Tony Hawk. Mm, too. Yeah, right. I'm nostalgic for that soundtrack, but like, and then I listened to Seether for a little bit and found out like they screamed and I was like, oh, oh no, they're, you know, that. <laughs> and then I definitely like they're straight up butt rock, but, um, so I don't listen to them <laughs> at all. Yo, I got to tell Bob. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, and since then I, and then after that, like, you know, fast forward a bunch of years and a lot of the music that I listen to is like, I don't know, technical death metal or whatever is just fun and um, progressive metal and stuff like that. So <laughs> I could trace a good amount back to that, which is just really funny to think about. But within the game context, yeah, um, 1080 was a weird, like, because you're right, Justin, it wasn't like the tricks mode of that was not the main mode and wasn't that great. Like the the cool parts about it were the levels where it's just like more just, you know, getting down the mountain and like beating times and that kind of stuff and you did tricks to get boost type things i think i can't remember um so you went faster if you did more tricks but they weren't also like the main focus like it is in ssx uh so i think that's definitely a big sell but i think especially how you said that extreme sports get stale if they get too realistic like steep looking at steep i was just like no that just seems like work <laughs> getting you had to like walk around i i only saw little bits and pieces of it but it seemed like you had to like walk around like practically walk back up the hill to get back to the top of a spot and it's like an open world thing which is cool but just doesn't really feel as much like a game feels more like you know kind of like red dead did in some ways where it's just too much of a simulator not enough of a game yeah i don't know so that was and, my thoughts on I that mean, and 2002 people would have loved to snowboard in uh simulator because snowboarding <laughs> was cool and now it's not yeah man i would still i mean and i feel like there's i definitely hear some people talking about how they'd like to see another you know skate game or tony yeah, hawk like or something like that or yeah skate four that's the one we're on <laughs> yep it would be like it would be really cool but i think the problem too is to some degree like right now actually it would probably do pretty well just going back to basics because with Tony Hawk, they just had to get bigger and bigger and bigger and like, you know, had to you know, kind of like feature creep and power creep and all that kind of stuff. But at yeah. this point, just making just a good skateboarding game, I feel like a lot of people would be down for it and would just have a good time and probably get it. But 
it definitely is more of a niche thing. It's not like a huge, it wouldn't be a big blockbuster. It would be, you know, like probably sell a million and a half copies for like the biggest one, which, you know, right. depending on their budget, that's, it's not too bad. Yeah, that's, that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> like Nintendo, it wouldn't be, it's not the first time Nintendo is like, hey, we'll put out this smaller thing, mm-hmm. you know, it's going to sell two million copies and we're fine with yep. that. I mean, I guess it it does suck because like er, Wave Race and 1080, I think were games that were supposed to look like, wow, these look really cool and like looks like yeah. real snowboard, you know, that kind of stuff. Whereas now to be able to pull off that kind of, those kinds of graphics, it would take a lot of money. So then I don't know if it would be considered smaller titles for them. So, yeah. you know, can they afford, you know. That's like a, that's a major thing about like Star Fox too, mm. that like it lost um because it was that game for them right where it's like we're the tech leaders like nobody's doing this Mm -hmm. you know uh metroid on gamecube was like that too yeah it's Um, odd how some franchises just like that's a thing of theirs but then just can't really stay with the times at the same time i mean yeah like star fox is a great example where it was the first one to use the fx chip and stuff and it's like wow it's like 3d games and whatever but then at some point it's just now it's just a game (laughs) yeah so yeah justin you had some great other thoughts but we got to move along so thank you for all that comment uh feral king says i know i'm gonna get a ton of backlash for uh uh for this but wait words uh but whatever i know i'm gonna get a ton of backlash from this but a good chunk of these dead franchises could do well by taking lessons from fire emblem then i asked him what he meant and he said awakening was supposed to be the last game in the series but ended up saving the franchise and the first to hit over 1 million units basically it opened up made some changes to the formula and made it accessible to outsiders such as the option to turn off permadeath and fleshing out characters out of the dead franchises the main one i'm looking at is f-zero i feel like it could blow up if the following two things happen a since there's a futuristic death race, there needs to be weapons to make your opponents retire out of the race faster. And for the people who don't like that, well, just turn them off. B, flesh out the characters more, give them more personality and story as well, making some of the some waifu husbando worthy. Because let's be honest, who remembers more than 33% of the F-Zero cast? <laughs> <laughs> I think 33% is yeah, generous. Probably so. Um, yeah, I thought... I, I mean... I'm right there with you. I think there's a lot of these where they're, I mean, kind of like we were just talking about and where they're kind of stuck in what they were originally supposed to be and what they wanted to be rather than looking at like what now they could or should be. And yeah, yeah. because like, I feel like, and I don't think Nintendo's like this, but fans are of these series of these small, like the F zeros and stuff like that for the most part. Um, we're going, we're getting the Falcon next. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't think he's as much like that, but a lot of fans of these like smaller games are like, no, they just need to keep making it what it is. And it's like, no, but like what it is is the reason why it's so small. And you may like that. It's small, mm-hmm. but the company that's financing this game doesn't like that. It's small. Right. So they need to do things to make the game bigger. Yep. Um, if they keep it small, the, oh, then it's also going to keep just not having fran- new games. <laughs> exactly. It's like, do you want this game to stay how it is? Because if that's the case, then you're not getting any more right. of this game. Yeah, exactly. But like, if if you want to see this character more often and these games come out more, then they're going to have to make it into something that's going to sell better. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, that's true for like Star Fox, for instance. Like every time we talk about that, it's like, but Star Fox isn't about that. Star Fox is an arm rail shooter, and it's like, no, it was. <laughs> yeah. 
It needs to be more than that. It's 2019. Nobody's paying $60 for on-rail shooters. It's not going to happen. Yep. Sorry about it. Uh, you know? Spoilers. That's a little bit what I think either next week's video or another video is going to be about but something related a little bit to that because things but yeah no exactly there's i think there's just a lot of games I, with i mean feral king your point of awakening not um like just opening up and you know taking off permadeath and that kind of stuff decreasing the barrier of entry i think is just a really good thing and i think i mean this was kind of a conversation that was going on last week that uh you know got talked about a whole bunch on twitter and stuff but of games be having an easy mode essentially or something along those lines i think something along those lines is like just having lowering the barrier of entry to any game is great but then just you know oh yeah we did you did say that we were gonna um oh yeah we should uh, we should have did that earlier i should have i'm gonna name it the podcast anyway okay <laughs> but, but, but yeah let's talk about that cool. for a second yeah. so like what, what's your opinion on that whole Sekiro like this like games need an easy mode mm-hmm. and so on and so forth and all that stuff I think honestly so my main opinions is that it yes it's it, not that it should necessarily because nothing needs to do anything technically speaking like it's totally fine if they don't want to and that's it it's like alright you know do whatever you want to but at the same time i think having some kind of like celeste did pretty much where you can turn down certain difficulty sliders but it does tell you hey this isn't the way the game was meant to be played so just think about it but then you can do it however i think it would be good also to then implement something that like if you complete it on the regular difficulty that you know you're meant to or whatever like just the normal one or even a harder one or something like that then you do get something more out of it, whether that be a little bit more story stuff or like the true ending or, you know, something along those lines. Like it benefits you to do it the right way. And even if you finish it the easy mode way, it doesn't chastise you for having done that. But it it says like, hey, you know what? I bet you could even do it the, you know, regular mode way or something along those lines. I think that if they were to do that, it's kind of punishing people for not being good at the game. And that's the whole reason why they want the, the easy mode is because like they're being punished for not being good at right. the game. Um, and I think that's, uh, it's not, it's, it's not accomplishing anything, you know? Well, I guess, I mean, the thing that I would think it's then accomplishing is that you're still getting to see the whole game, even if not, I, are you though? Cause you said, you said that like, if they do a thing of like, like if a you beat true this ending, the real way, ending you'll get the real ending. I mean, you know? for for example, Octopath Traveler has like a right. final secret boss that mm-hmm. you finish the game, credits roll, and like, cool, there you go, you did it. But then there's another boss that you can go to that has a boss rush leading up to a final boss that's like super hard. <laughs> and yeah. just like, I mean, and is that is that boss? Does that boss have like any significance in regards to the story? Yeah. So it's actually like pretty much the only thing that kind of ties it all like all the eight different stories are yeah, so that's messed up <laughs> <laughs> so but it's one of those things where like i i was totally fine going in trying it very barely being like all right i get i get the gist of this and then looking it up and being like there you go now i know um but then it, it would give me a lot more feeling of accomplishment or reward to have done it mm-hmm. myself but i yeah. don't feel like putting in that amount of time for that which similarly i think with something like sekiro or you know a harder game 
I just might not want to put in the amount of time that would be required of me to, I mean, that said, I was playing Dark Souls recently. I just got sidetracked with other games. Um, so, you know, somebody just might not have the time to put in 150 hours into a game if it's just so brutally hard that they can't get yeah. through it, um, that they would be also, willing to. I don't to, think that, yeah. I don't think that that needs to be universal, mm-hmm. you know? Like, I think games are more than what you want the experience to be. Mm. Um, like, this is, like, loosely related, but, like, uh, you know, John Green, like, the YouTuber, he, he's also also an author. Okay, yeah. Um, so, yeah, like, he, he talks a lot about how, like, once a book is out, everybody runs off with, like, what they think might have happened afterwards or what happened before then, but, mm. like, what happened is what is on the page. Right. Um, so like uh, a game designer could say like this is how I think the game should be played but at the end of the day they can't really control that you know like it's kind of like how Sakurai fought tooth and nail to be like no Smash Brothers is a party game we're not <laughs> doing this melee crap anymore we're putting tripping in the game everybody's gonna go crazy and we're playing Mario Party but it's a fighting game you know right. like that sort of thing and people were just like but like nah I don't want to play it like that and then eventually he was like, okay, you know, like, <laughs> fine. And we'll put in all those options where it's like, you can play it as a party game or as a competitive game. I think there's no reason why a game can't be all things to everybody that wants to play that sort of thing, you know? Yeah. Like, I, I think that it's definitely true that not everything is for everybody. And that's, I think that starts and ends with what the game is in terms of like theming. Like not everybody's going to want to play Sekiro. Not everybody's going to want to be stabbing people all the time. Not everybody's going to jump around as this frog dinosaur and Yoshi, you know? (laughs) Yeah. Um, But the people that do want to play this game and they don't fit in these small little bubbles that's like either you're the super hardcore gamer and you get the like you the reason why you're playing this game is because you feel rewarded when you beat that thing that you couldn't beat for the last seven hours you know mm-hmm. not everybody feels that a lot of times it's they're frustrated throughout the whole thing and then when you finally beat it you're like ah, oh, i finally beat it it's not like a ah, i felt so good i earned that it's oh my god like do i even want to play this anymore you know right. like i don't want to have to do that again mm-hmm. but there's parts of the games that they do like about the game you know yeah or on the other end of the spectrum like for me with kirby uh i like the character i like the world i like the aesthetic i like all that stuff but it's so mind-numbingly boring to play <laughs> through the game because there's no challenge there yeah. so like I, I feel like difficulty sliders need to be in all games mm-hmm like on both sides of the spectrum because or at least so games many- that can there there are some games that i feel like like i can't really think in mario odyssey besides maybe like they already if, have one in mario odyssey well that's true you're right yeah the easy mode version of that i mean because yeah. yeah the i mean i guess a harder mode would just be i mean throughout later in the game there are bits where it's like it's a one hit ko kind of thing and you have to isn't there I think so. There's there's always a way. Like, if your yeah. game has any depth in its mechanics, there's a way to make it both easier and harder. Yeah. That's just all, like, that's just a universal law, you know? Because mm-hmm. it's like, especially how game design works, where it's like, okay, either we constrain you and your abilities, or we add more enemies to the to the puzzle, you know, like yeah. make it more harder for you to traverse through it. On the other end, we make it easier through either allowing somebody else help you through the game or make enemies less aggressive mm-hmm. or make platforming less punishing when you die and stuff like that. Like it, there's just solutions to make everything easier and harder. Yep. Um, and I, I don't think that it's like uh, even that much more work 
unless you go the extra mile and you're like, this level is specifically designed as an easy mode of that other level. That I think would be harder, but I don't think that that's necessary. Right. Like, even if it was a thing of like adding save states to platformers and stuff like that, like they could do that to make yeah. a platformer easier. Mm-hmm. Um, or any game, really. It's just like, I, I, I don't see any actual reason to not do that. I think you know? that, I mean, yeah, I think the reasons are, are really just that it, whether or not the designer of the game, like really wants to stick with their guns of what it is, which and, is in my right, mind is pretentious, right? To be or, like, I see this game as <laughs> this, and that's the only way that it can exist because mm-hmm. in my mind, it's this and nothing else. And then which I think like, the other side of it is is just fans for the same kind of thing is like, I know, like I feel like I accomplished something because I beat Dark Souls on this difficulty setting, right? And someone else is like, Oh, I beat Dark Souls too, and you're like, Wait, but I'm so much a better gamer than he is. How did he ever do that? And then he's like. Oh, uh, yep, I, I beat it on the hard setting, too. And it's like, no, really, he beat it on the easiest setting, but, you know, he's not going to tell you or that kind of thing. So yeah, I think it's just like, a pride thing, which is, you know, know doesn't like, really matter. <laughs> yeah, that's dumb. Because at the end of the day, like, you can see, even if they wanted to parade that around and, like, you look through their achievements and say, I beat this on the hardest difficulty. Right. You know, like, it's that simple. Yeah. <laughs> to be like, it, you beat it on the real difficulty, you beat it on the easy one or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, that is not that hard to do also i feel like a lot of people don't like the idea of like there being this other way to play this game even mm-hmm. if they're not going to engage with that way which <laughs> i think is stupid it's the most dumb mm-hmm. gatekeeper like elitist thing in the world and it's gross i think somebody did know? make a good point that's interesting is that well i don't know it's just an interesting point i don't know if it's super valid or whatever but like if somebody that um okay for example my friend mitch uh we both played xenoblade chronicles 2 and he just like rushed through to the end and like Mm -hmm. tons of like big open areas that i would you know kind of go through methodically and be like oh there's an enemy there i'm gonna go kill that enemy and go through and like feel like part of the world and kind of take my time and he would just like rush past all the monsters not take any of the time to kill them because he's like well i need to get to the next thing um because for whatever you know specific reasons but oh uh, well uh yeah so but for some people maybe more like that where it's like you just want to be able to get to the end because that's what you feel like going to do if there's an easier option they'll just take that even though that might lessen their enjoyment of the game but i feel like that's kind of like no that's sort of on you bro <laughs> like yeah exactly. if that's going to lessen like, your experience like, of the game uh, it's not a perfect example of like this sort of setting is like bioware games like mass effect which uh-huh. I mean, they're not the greatest example for most things and <laughs> all things that are good currently. But like, and I don't even like Mass Effect. Um, never really did, even when people thought it was good. Uh, but one thing that they do well is that they have this thing of like, you're in it for the story, you're in it for the action and the story, but like, you're not that great, or you're in it for the action. You know, like you care about the story or whatever, but like, you want challenge. They just have those three difficulty settings, and all ga- like that could apply to all games. Mm, yeah right that have stories obviously you can't say like you're in tetris for the story (laughs) (laughs) right no yeah i think that's i think it's a good point there's a lot of games that if there's a specific barrier to entry it would be good to lower that barrier so that other so that just more people can enjoy and experience the game um 
or I mean, but sometimes that barrier to entry really is that it's too easy, like Kirby or whatever. So that's right. You know, just making the game for more people, ideally, in most situations is just like, just do it. Yeah, because that's like as many pretentious game designers can say it as they want to be like, I want my game to be played, blah, blah, blah. But if you gave them a check for how many more millions of copies they would sell if they either made their game more (laughs) mechanically interesting or challenging or whatever. Uh huh. Or on the other end of the spectrum, easier, they would take that money. <laughs> so, like, why not just make your game so that it makes that money? Right. Know? Yeah, I think I think the biggest hurdle is yeah, like like we said, is design game designers and the players themselves just not wanting to not wanting to succumb to what they believe would be a You're lesser game. My and thing, sense. not like how my thing was yeah. before. Yeah, which brings us all the way even in a way that affects them. You know, like this is optional. Nobody's saying make Dark Souls into Yoshi. Nobody's saying that. Right. Yeah, no, exactly. I mean, honestly, and Dark Souls even kind of has an easier mode type thing where you can, if FromSoft has been going out of their way to make their games easier as time goes on, (laughs) just like Pokemon, like everybody's like, oh, I don't want the game. I don't want Pokemon. Let's go. But they've been working towards making their games easy for forever. Mm -hmm. You know, like so, so, so many people are just like missing the point. Yep. I mean, because, yeah, in Dark Souls, being able to... I mean, there's tons of hard things, for sure, but you can also, like, summon um, other characters and stuff in the game that make it... Subs- like, I I felt... I don't know. One of the bosses... One Early on, I could summon Solaire for the first time, and I summoned mm-hmm. Sol- two different NPCs. I was like, oh, well, let's see what happens if I summon these guys after I, you know, tried the boss a couple of times. And then I just won really easy, and I was like... All right, guess I'm moving on. <laughs> I felt a little bit bad about it, but I was like, whatever. Like, I'm still, you know, having a good time. So, yeah. And that's it, really what like, it's about. It's kind of like the Amiibo thing where it's like, and people are going to say stuff. Like, when Bob was playing uh, Mario Odyssey, he would, like, sometimes use the Amiibo to, like, give you more health or whatever it was. I'm like, oh, you suck. You know, like, people are going to, like, do that. But, like, at the end of the day, if you're having a hard time with the game, use that assist mode. Who cares? Yeah absolutely but yeah which so all that is very interesting and brings us kind of back to uh i'm gonna hop back over to this comment yeah of the yeah that some games just need to not worry too much about what they historically have been but instead be what they should be in the future so like awakening did with the you know changing to permadeath and all that kind of stuff so yeah good comment feral king and the next one i realized a bunch of these that i picked all had to do with f-zero but that wasn't even on purpose it just kind of happened it's <laughs> could be uh falcon said do i even need to say it specifically about which game uh need reboots it's f-zero in case you were genuinely confused it all depends <laughs> on what you mean by successful will it put up mario kart numbers probably not but i think it could be the best-selling f-zero game in the series four million plus yeah 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 like it's nothing's mario kart right that, that's like that's like saying like will it be grand theft auto you know like, mm-hmm that's that's a hefty <laughs> expectation to put on literally anything. You asking for um, a Grand Theft Auto F Zero? Is that what your the run around sections are going to be? Just going around a town and like yes, beating up people. <laughs> sure, why not? Yeah, let me Falcon punch people out of their cars. There you go, and just explode the car in the meantime. I'm like, well, not going to yeah, drive that yeah. one. <laughs> right, right, right. But yeah, I no. can just put in a Chico. So legit, my my little brother. <laughs> this is a tangent. Yep, he's playing Saints Row. 
and somebody like nicked his car like it was like a, a real small dent somebody was driving past him he got out the car shot them with a rocket launcher got back in the car put in a cheat to fix his car and drove away <laughs> Like, all right, that's <laughs> like, hilarious. You're a psychopath. Yep. <laughs> Not gonna touch your car in real life. Yeah. Because crazy. Tangent over. Yep. <laughs> um, but yeah, great, great point, Falcon. I also think if they put out a good F Zero that was new and use some of the things that we've already been talking about in here, then I, I think it would do great, especially on just on the Switch right now. Like, so many people have been asking for it, and it would just do really well. So. Definitely, that's a thing. Uh, next up, Teen Kitsune said, Back in 2015, I heard somewhere that Shigeru Miyamoto had said that the following statement, which was, F-Zero has a future on the NX. Of course, NX was the code name for the Switch, went under until its reveal in October 2016. Basically, we were told F-Zero would get a new game on Switch. At this point in time, I'm just waiting with bated breath for the announcement and wondering why it hasn't made yet. Yeah, I feel like Nintendo is going to eventually just release the floodgates. I think that they just had to, like, pick the things that matter most to people to try to get them to sell well when mm-hmm. they weren't on as successful platforms. Yep. Uh, but now it's just like you could, like, it was kind of like what they tried to do with GameCube. Like, GameCube just had everything. It was like, oh, yeah, put Mario in NBA 2K. Sure, yep. why not? <laughs> or uh, NBA Streets or whatever, whichever game it was. Mm-hmm. Um Stuff like that, I think we'll see that a lot more as the Switch's life cycle moves forward because, mm-hmm. like, the tentpole stuff will already be out and they'll have to work on the next version of that thing. So, in the meantime, give us F Zero, give us that Japanese only samurai <laughs> game, you know, like, give us that. Yep. Give us a new Dylan's rolling Western. Yep. Now, there's a ton of games that, I, I mean, just so many franchises that they've got in the backlog and i really think like i i've hear people on both sides of like well the switch only has like three years left and then other people are like no the switch, i think the switch is going to be around quite a long time at this point i think that it's very like there's there's no real reason to completely kill the switch just because like how it how it's made mm-hmm. you know yeah. like the architecture of it all and stuff like that like they can advance on how like what the switch is able to do on a technological level mm-hmm. but also keep it in the same family and make all things compatible moving forward yep. and backward. Well, not forward because, you know, stuff can't run certain things. Right, yeah. Um, but, like, everything, you'll be able to play Breath of the Wild on your Nintendo Swap. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, for sure, yeah. And it's, I I think it's kind of like the 3DS shows us sort of the trajectory of the Switch where it, it's been around for eight years now and it probably, I mean, this is the year it's going to die we assume but you know they just kept iterating on it and iterating on it and so i think that's probably just what's going to happen with the switch too is they're just going to do stuff on it for a while and then like you said i would yeah i would definitely hope whatever they put out next will be backwards compatible but that's i think is a really far you know point down the road so it just sounds like nvidia thinks that they're gonna like be a long time partner yeah and if that's the case then everything's going to be backwards compatible yep which is dope so yeah, great point, Team Katsune. And last up, Carlos L says, I want another Wario Land game with the same art direction as Shake It on Wii and make it co-op and add Waluigi to the mix. I think that would be really cool. Yo, give him Waluigi his own game. I agree. Do, do that. <laughs> give him his own game. Make it <laughs> Waluigi Land and Wario's the Luigi. 
That would be. I, I wonder if I wonder if Waluigi is like more popular than Wario now. Like after that whole like uh, all the memes. Yeah, that's interesting. You know, it's it's entirely possible because otherwise they're pretty much equal. Besides, I mean, obviously Wario's had his own franchise, but yeah, in I recent before, media they've been about I think equal. Before the memes, Wario was like definitely the more famous one because he had Wario where he has Wario Land. He's mm-hmm. he's just existed for longer. Yep. Um maybe they they were equal in terms of like I like this one more. Because mm-hmm. they're both like they both kind of suck. You know? <laughs> yeah. Um but <laughs> like in terms of like like it's just a meme to like Waluigi now. So mm-hmm. I think that they could definitely like now's his time. Give him a game. <laughs> On a, I very much like I've wanted them to make a Waluigi game since uh, my team at work. We all dressed up as Mario characters for Halloween two or three years ago. Um, and it was a whole lot of fun. And uh, I've wanted them to make a Waluigi game for a really long time. I remember talking about it at that point, too, because one of us is dressed as Waluigi. But like, I don't care what it is, really. Like, unless it's just a genre that I just flat out don't care about at all. Make it I will, a- Make it a turn-based strategy game. I yes, I will buy that game. <laughs> <laughs> Don't do that. <laughs> but like anything that's really silly would just be so good. Even if it's like a, a bunch of sort of mini games or whatever. Like, I don't know. Like they can't uh, do that. That's, that's my party. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But not. I guess I'm thinking like not mini games in the like micro games type thing like that. But like like a turn-based strategy there's like little turn-based okay, strategy like you're, elements you're, you're thinking like how like near automata is where it's like one second it's an arcade shoot em up and then the next second it's an action rpg you know like that sort of thing that kind of a thing yeah where it's right. just like it's got a bunch of different things to it because like we don't really want to commit to one thing we just want to have fun <laughs> right would be great happy so, yep that is all for the comments on those videos. Uh, last up, for the last little bit here, we've got some Q&A, so you can ask these questions on Discord. Uh, sometimes we post on YouTube to ask for them. I forgot. That's you should have told right. me. I thought about reminding you, and then I had a bunch of work to do at work, so I didn't. Yeah, I've just been thinking about the thing I got to do. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, yeah, so you can ask us on Discord, sometimes on YouTube, and ask us on Twitter, wherever you want. And there we go. So, Q&A. Striker XL asks, what do you think of the latest release from THQ Darksiders and what do you think about the uh, high quality and performance mode they implemented? I think it plays very smooth in high quality with 30 frames per second. Um, I've never played a Darksiders game. I bought the second one question mm-hmm. mark on the Wii U. Uh-huh. Um, and I never played it. Well, there you go. Uh, uh yeah but i think that that's a very smart idea the performance mm-hmm. versus high quality mode i think that they should do that for all things on switch or just on everything right yeah exactly i yeah i haven't played it i'm planning on picking it up i've got a like i said i got a big backlog right now so i'm just gonna wait for a sale for it and then we'll play it when i have time to play it. i mean you could probably just email THU. true i i did I don't, or I, I don't know, whatever, it doesn't matter. Um, so, in any case, I would like to pick it up eventually, but we will see what happens about that. But in any case, I did watch, uh, I think, uh, Spawncast, or Spawnwave put up a video showing some of the gameplay of it, so I watched that to just check out what it looked like and impressions of it, and it, yeah, seems like those two modes both work pretty well. Um, and, I mean, again, yeah, performance mode seems like an easy go-to because it you know always will run well but if it runs well in high quality mode then yeah of course like go with that because then it looks great too 
So, but from what I saw, it does look like, I mean, pretty good. It's an older game, but it's a remaster of it, and it looks pretty, pretty fresh. So, um, Striker XL, I'm glad you are enjoying that game. And thanks for, you know, following us and all that good stuff. It's always fun having you on. (laughs) Uh, Lizdrin, which Nintendo console could you fit the most spaghetti into? Um, That depends. Are we talking, like, can I, like, hollow it out? Like, are we... I'm thinking so. Are we using the surface area that is the console itself or are we constrained by like disk drives and cartridge slots and all that mm, because like if we could like hollow it out and just use like the surface area of it mm-hmm. you know gamecube easy um do you think is is the gamecube more space than the nes is surprisingly big i feel like and it's that's true it's kind of long so like maybe I feel like those two would be pretty close, though, for sure. Because that, that GameCube was my first thought, definitely. But then I was like, the NES is a thing. Yeah. <laughs> if you can't hollow it out, then definitely the NES, because I feel like you can fit more spaghetti inside the cartridge slot than you can in the dish. Oh, box. that's true. Maybe even actually, um, no, yeah, 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 for sure. I agree. Um, Definitely not the Wii. Definitely possibly not the Switch. Possibly the Wii U, the Wii U possibly, because yeah. the Wii U is long. Yeah, that's well. true. I have only actually seen. I'm not even going to go into that. Doesn't matter. That cyber guy is a good question. Who's that? Um, some weirdo who asks how much we miss him. I don't even. Who's that? Twelve. I miss you, twelve. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever that's worth. Hi Dan. Hi Dan. Hi Dan. I had a good time talking to Dan last week. It was a lot of fun. I didn't um, talk to Dan last. Nope. Week. You sure didn't. You missed out. <laughs> um, Crazy Derp asks, will we get a new Pokemon Direct before Nintendo's E3 or after Nintendo's E3, or will it be included in Nintendo's E3 presentation? Um, I think before. Um, Pokemon's a diva, you know what I mean? Yeah, pretty much. They, they want to have their own space to mm-hmm. be like, hey, we're doing this. The and only then they're th- yeah. like, sure, we'll give you some scraps during E3. I mean, it's pretty much, it's just routine at this point, it seems like, to have it before E3. Um... We've got more this year about Pokemon than we have other years, I feel like. Or like yes, because there was a lot of backlash. Right, yes. And so that's really good. But also, hopefully they've got... I mean, it, you know, hopefully Sword and Shield is... There's more to it than just kind of meets the eye. And then we can find out about that a little bit in the Pokemon Direct beforehand. And they also said they've got more stuff going on this year than just Pokemon Sword and Shield, which could be just the Pokemon movie or it could be not a whole lot of anything but um, probably whatever that is whether it's a mystery dungeon game or something different will come out they'll they would announce it that thing beforehand too and I'd imagine they'll have something in the E3 direct but probably won't be a huge bit of it um, yeah I would just guess so there you go yeah there's my thoughts on that uh, Grim Haynes says that cyber guy, we miss you more than the sea misses the shore. Speak for yourself, Grimhane. <laughs> That's very cute, Grimhane. Thank you so much. He for didn't come to Pax, so he's he's dead to me. <laughs> <laughs> yep, pretty much. When doesn't matter. Uh, so also, <laughs> Grimhane says. So we all know some employee of Best Buy either leaked or made up some games coming to the Switch. A lot of hype being on the Zelda game. What games from an established franchise would you like on Switch, both from Nintendo themselves and a third party? Um, I want, uh, from Nintendo, give me Pikmin 4. Hmm. Because why not? 
Yep. I want Golden Sun, Golden Sun no. Edition. <laughs> <laughs> um, that is all. From a third party, uh, can we count Microsoft? Because if, it, if oh, we yeah. can count Microsoft, sure. I'm going to say Banjo-Kazooie. Give me that. Mm, yep, solid. Third party for me, um, I not even for myself so much, but I'll say uh, another Monster Hunter, like a new Switch specific Monster Hunter game. I haven't actually yeah. played any of my own besides just the demo for uh, Generations Ultimate, but yeah. one of my friends is just obsessed with Monster Hunter, so I know he would get it and then I would just get it and play with him, I guess, uh, or at least give it a shot. Whereas, because he was still playing World, he didn't get Generations Ultimate, so I didn't really see a whole bunch of point in that for just me. But, yeah, yeah. I'll say that. Because why I not? Played, I played approximately an hour and a half of World. Nice. And th- that entire time was me trying to figure out how to play with Logan. <laughs> um, and oh, it man. was real dumb. And I don't see myself ever buying another Monster Hunter game. Yep. Uh, but I know other people like them, so sure, why not? Mm-hmm. I'm sure there's other third-party stuff, but I, like, yeah, most of it, a lot of it would be for other people. one. Yeah, so Maybe. there you go. He sure Maybe did. He said, what game? What well, one games. game? That's the one. Um, Last question. Patar35, how's it going? Can y'all read some of Logan's comments in the podcast, even when he's not in the podcast? I, I would imagine so. Yeah, we didn't this week, because here's the question. <laughs> But in the future, I would probably be able to do that. So we'll just have to, I guess, play by ear, depending on timing and stuff. But uh, I'll leave that up to AJ to decide, probably. Um, I'm going to say no, because okay. we're not in Logan's mind. So that's it just true. feels pointless to be like, read a comment that's like specifically like rebutting something that he's saying or commenting on something that he thinks or something like that. And we can't, we don't know what he thinks. A lot of times it'll be like, them commenting on something that Logan thinks and we might completely disagree with what Logan had to say. <laughs> yeah. And we're just like further commenting on his video and not agreeing with any of it, you know? <laughs> yeah. Um. So it's like the whole second thoughts part of this would be completely lost by that. That's why we just forgo it completely because we don't know what he's thinking. Yeah. And that's why last week we didn't talk about your video because it was just me and Dan and I was like, mm, we're not going to do that. Yeah. For obvious reasons. Yeah. So, good question, Patar, but it's a terrible question, so never ask it again. <laughs> never ask another question again. <laughs> Just kidding, ask questions. Uh, but that's it. That's the last question we got. Any last thoughts, AJ? Um, I'm back. I've returned from the, the land of the packs, and I'll never leave again until the next pack. <laughs> and possibly too many games. Yeah. Good stuff. All right. Um... That, that's been episode 57 question mark correct exclamation mark um i hope you enjoyed it <laughs> <laughs> um i enjoyed it and uh d- don't forget to finish your dinner and give the vegetables to your dog <laughs> good stuff you got any final thoughts um eat your vegetables guys don't listen to aj he doesn't even know <laughs> what vegetables are I tried to tell him once, and he was like, nope. So, there you go. I heard that vegetables are a myth. Ah. Could be. Who's to say? <laughs> Historians, Goodbye. maybe. Bye. Bye.